0: the World Heavyweight Title. For a man who's won it five times, Rick, how does this extra pressure affect you? Well,
1: what it tells me, Lance Russell, is today, I've got the
0: style
1: and profile like never before. Steamboat, let me go on record as telling the whole world you are the greatest wrestler on the face of this earth. But, pal, today... Right here, you gotta beat Ric Flair one more time. Remember Steamboat and Pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo! Right here in Nashville, Tennessee, Pal, I'm the man. Ric Flair and Steamboat, you're gonna be mine! Woo!
0: Let's go right now to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: this is the villain Marty Skull and You are listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass, Choppy.
0: <laughs> your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Red right. and <laughs>
2: remember what this network wants this network gets i promise you that
0: ladies and gentlemen this is the main event of the evening broadcasting live from shaolin staten island freak
1: show central where's that new york city
0: The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
2: Bring it back. It of course what's up
3: check it hello one two one two you got me yeah gotcha you got me in the headphone i got you in the headphone
2: uh, let me turn you up a little bit yeah turn me up a how little. about that uh yeah is that much better, better.
3: Uh, that's a little bit better let me all clear my throat, right. throat on the air all, all right. right how about that that's good perfect
2: episode 453 of the turnbuckle throwbacks wrestling podcast we are live on the rant rant em radio part of the shining wizards network and uh, whatever Jimmy Ferrari's doing now. <laughs> I don't know if it's Dark Satellite anymore. I am Phil. I'm Jay. And about 30 minutes ago, Choppy tapped out. He's still at work, so. Yeah. Uh, he won't be joining us pa- tonight. Paying them bills. Paying them bills. Um. So how was everybody doing? I know we started a little early tonight, but you know what? I'm just a little anxious, and I just, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long week, actually. Yeah. It, it's just, you know... Um, we got it, we're getting a new, we have a new, um, system at work. Not computer yet. We're getting that soon, but a new system of how we do shit. And I'm like, and it depends on who's in the office on how good shit goes. Like, there are days where it gets done, and then there are days we have to fucking chase people because there's lazy pricks. (laughs) So, needless to say, uh, it's it's been a long week. But I went to the barber. Got fresh to death today. You had a barbershop story. Yeah. What what happened to you at the barbershop today?
3: I, uh... So I got we got a family party tomorrow. So I was looking.
2: Oh, whose birthday?
3: Uh, it's actually a communion. Okay, and uh, going down to fancy Angelina's on over by the South Shore, of Staten Island.
2: Jay eats antipasta twice because he likes very nice yes. Angelina.
3: Yes. And uh, so I go. I was like, ah, let me let me not look like a homeless guy. And so I tie my hair up to the top. And guys, bringing the buzzer a little bit closer. And I felt them clip something. I was like, oh, I didn't." You know, it's not exactly the easiest cut. So, I uh, untied my hair when I get outside, and <clears throat> nice little, uh, nice little hair doll was in my hand. I was like, "Oh boy." So, if I if I look a little thin on the left side, <laughs> that's the reason.
2: Phil Ray, a fun fact: I hate facial hair. Um, about five years ago. The ex was like, oh, you know, you look great with it. You know, you should keep it. One, I, I let it grow for for a little period, and then I started getting it shaped up, and then I shaved it again. But then everybody was like, "What happened to your face?" We like, we like, like everybody likes it, and I'm like, oh, you know. So now i am like going through this midlife crisis thing? I'm like, oh Christ, like, do I keep it? Do I don't keep it? Because every two, like, my bob makes fun of me because I ha- I got the, I got the skull shaver. Yeah. Cause I, I can't shave my head anymore. Cause I, I have a I have an unsteady hand and I cut my head. Mm-hmm. No one no if you're bald and you cut your head, it looks like you've you you got like you got worked in the <laughs> ring, you know. You look like Abdullah the butcher. <laughs> so I'm like no dude, I don't I don't you know I don't I want to look like Abdullah the butcher anymore. I, I just don't. So um, so got me the head the the shape the skull shape which is amazing. But I can't do all of this. Like, so I'll do, like, under here. I, I go every two weeks I treat myself. I don't yeah. go every week. Um, and my barber's like, oh, because one time I shaved my head. He's like, oh, you missed a couple of spots there. I'm <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> I had to go to a fucking party. And I'm not, I'm not paying money every single week to have my face did up. You know, It's it's a wonderful, it's a nice experience. He's a great barber. He, they, he's got his own shop now. Him and his boys, they opened another the shop a couple blocks away from where we were. Right by the Grand City Station, the train station. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I go there every two weeks. They're really nice guys. Shout out to fucking, you know, Fade Factory Barbershop for, you know, Tony, Lindy, and my boy Jay. You know, it's like, I I go, and like today I was like, yo, just take, normally he shaves it all the way down. I'm like, just take it down a little bit so I can still have some of this, you know. Well, as Augie joins the show, hello, Augie. Well, Uncle Jay is here. God forbid, I fucking, he was sound asleep until Uncle Jay arrived. So, yeah. Perched. Yeah, he perched. So, needless to say, it's been, it's been a deal. Um, I don't see anybody in the chat room yet. I know I was doing... Early start. I did testing on the video before. I saw Shaylin, my mom, people, Steph was checking in, everybody was checking in. Um, play, I was playing some music. Hey, played this song. What the fuck am I, Casey Kasem? <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, man. So, I'm just... It's been a long week. I'm glad it's over. You yeah. know? To get a couple days of rest, I was like... I just hate, you know... I I go to the barber early because I don't I don't or if uh, normally I do my doctor's appointments on Wednesday, on Fridays too, but like I don't know I I had like to get it done early so I have the rest of the day to, to relax to, yeah. To, yeah so I basically I clean the apartment I clean the bathroom I I vacuumed I fucking Febreze the couch because it was smelling like for ass <laughs> you know so I said let me do that and took out the garbage I was like I just was a, I was a busy bee today you know so. I'm glad we're doing this because I um, I I I will we'll get into we'll get into our sub topic. We have a cool throwback for you tonight, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have a, a another t- another topic I want to bring up to you, and I brought it up to the masses today. I did a video today from Meltingville. I was I was hanging out waiting for the train, uh-huh. and I did a video, and um, we got some really good responses actually, and I'll and I'll break it to you in a few minutes because we got some stuff to talk about, and um, in the world of professional wrestling, wrestling, and wrestling. Um, anybody who doesn't like wrestling or what's going on right now in pro wrestling, please watch something else. I can't, I can't tell you like how we went today. first of all, um, shout out to Tommy Fierro. Yeah. We did the, we did the convention last week. Tommy's dad passed away today. Oh shit. So Sorry. shout out to the Fiero family. Tommy, you listening, you, you, uh, the show's in your dad's name tonight. Yeah. So, uh, shout keep, keep Tommy in your thoughts. If you know him on Facebook, send him some love. Wow. He's a good dude. He does really good things for his community. And get the and he's and he's got a really good promotion going on right now. So shout out to Tommy. I know how it is to lose a dad. So um Tommy, we're thinking about you and the show's dedicated to your dad tonight. Um but we do I, I'm at the convention last week and you know, we we had and I didn't the audio was we had so much fun. Yeah. And if you and I cut it up a little bit. I didn't cut up a lot because the way it was set up. You were worried about, oh, can we can we do this? Can we do that? And I kept saying, yeah, we could do that. Could you worry about, like, how do we stop? But you just hit fucking stop. <laughs> we're good, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and the live feed, too. We had the feed. So it wasn't like we, we were bothering anybody, right? Yeah. So it was like, all right. So we did that. And it was so good. Yeah. The, the fake Dusty's making his rounds. He went to a house show the next day. Did co- you see that from coding. Trenton? Yeah. Um. And I'm just like, you know what? It was such a good time everybody and like I said, like I mentioned to you the other the day the vibe dude the vibe was so good yeah it
3: was it was it was it was like a it was an adrenaline rush coming down from, I felt from like
2: us. I I honestly felt like a, a kid again like a, like you know like you know that excitement you get when you go into a wrestling match or as a kid in general going somewhere where you normally don't go yeah where it's like wow I felt great It was like going to a garden show it was like I felt, the anticipation the weather sucked but the but we all had a great time I mean, obviously, we missed a couple of people there. Yeah, but it's like you know what we had such a great time, man. Yeah,
3: it was cool. And and like I said, everybody there to uh, you know to the wrestlers. I mean, it, it's it's kind of really, and we touched on it with Paul Roma. We you know, and which by the way, I can't even. I still can't. Even, I was trying to explain that to my dad, and <laughs> he was like, he's like, he just came over. I was like, dude, I was like, I just. You called him over. You 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 were the catalyst, man. You got I, him, I you looked, got us an interview. I looked and I was like and. You know, and he touched on it where it's like, I I don't know. It's like a reflective part where it's got to be good for for the wrestlers in the sense of that they're still they're making the rounds. They're still, you know, using their gimmick like the you know Greg Hammer Valentine's, you know, the Brutus Beefcakes. Like, you know, you can't you can't perform in the ring like you want to, but you could still, you know, you could still do something. Uh, you know, for, for for lack of a better word, you could still give back in, in a sense and like they're very gracious with their time demolition uh especially uh multiple times when i was i was waiting online for jake which it was meeting jake was just was amazing for me and uh yeah i'm so I, glad
2: that happened for you
3: yeah it was really it was really really cool and but it was cool just to, to watch dosso and uh and, and edie they they really just like they didn't have a, a massive line but like everybody that met them they brought them behind the table they were shooting the shit with them like they really they really kind of you know, made it a, an experience, I guess, for, for the lack of a better word it is. And it's really it's really good. Medusa did that for me. You know, like it was it was really nice. It was ju- just to see that. You got a
2: Susan B. Anthony coin.
3: Yeah, it was, I was. I was You I, and fucking
2: Elaine nerding out.
3: <laughs> Thank Shout out to Elaine, because I was almost going to throw that back in the machine. It's like, nah, dude, I think you got to keep that. And I and I and it's at home. I, I'm going to hold on to it and maybe start a collection. Who knows? We'll my, see what happens. My
2: boy, Billy Jake Robbins, is my favorite wrestler. Billy, I thought Barry Windham was your favorite wrestler. You can have two favorite wrestlers, but you, yeah, Jake Robinson There's a lot of guys' favorite wrestlers. I hope, yeah. Billy, I hope you're feeling better. Billy was at AEW Wednesday night, by the way. Oh yes, with our boys, with, our, with my with my Ridgewood crew. Yeah. So they had they we were, they were all at the USB uh, thing. They're coming back in 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 like September. I'm I'm not going to that tennis stadium ever again. no nah, Yeah. I remember you were saying that you were not. That fucking venue was tight. awful, yeah. dude. I missed the entire Omega match. Getting food, yeah. right? It took me a half an hour just to get to my fucking seats. After I, after we parked, Matt Squires, good to see you. Just want to say hi. I got to do a wedding rehearsal. I'm marrying my brother-in-law tomorrow. Oh, shout out, uh, man. That Jay, your cool. face is still punchable, he nah. says. <laughs> did you see what he did today? No. Remember that cover up, that Aftermath cover I was telling you about with, with uh, Michael Hayes and Kerry Vonnelly? Yeah. Kerry's holding the milk. Yeah. Michael's holding the the, the... the jack. The jack. Well... I'm Michael Hayes and you're Kerry Von Eric. That's a, that's that's
3: pretty apropos.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so Oh but yeah, Matt, congratulations. Hello, Shaylin. How are you?
3: Yeah, that's cool. Um Yeah. I actually did the same thing for my sister. I got I got the uh, you know, I'm wedding oh, what am I? I'm internet wedding. I used to say, it's like uh, You're a groomsman? I'm a man of the internet cloth. And, uh, oh, you got ordained, I right? I got ordained and all that, and it's you know it's really cool. It's and especially something like that.
2: Friar J, <laughs> Friar J and Susan B. Anthony. Got yeah,
3: it. but uh, yeah, that's 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 really cool, especially to do that for for that. And I hope you're charging a good price because my sister, you know, she paid she paid very well.
2: I'm sure Matt's playing music too. He's a fucking musician. So yeah, I'm sure he's doing he's coordinating the whole thing because he's <laughs> he's good like that. And without a doubt. Um. Yeah. But e- yeah, w- com- coming off the high from last
3: week. It was it, it, it was a wrestling filled day and like like I think what did we say on the way home it was like it's it felt really good just to nerd out a little bit. Yeah,
2: like you know, we nerd out a lot. I nerd out on my own. Yeah. But it's nice to be with the crew. I, I gotta tell you, thank you to Ron, uh Robin Elaine. Yes. Um and Mickey and, coming back. Mickey and Mickey the Greek. Who, if you saw him a few years ago, was on death's door. Really? Walking with a cane and like half half in a bag, dead. Like, it was just like he was really sick. Wow. And, um, And no his, his brother Mario was like, oh, every time anybody would ask, hey, how's Mickey doing? Oh, Phil, I don't know how long much more long he's got. I'm like, what? Wow. I, I'm lighting Jesus candles at the fucking sink, you know? Um, I got the hazel crystal candle over there by my kitchen sink. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, you know what? And then he, like a few months ago, I was like, holy shit, like, you like would you jump in a fountain of youth or something? You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mickey's awesome. They're all going to Chicago, by the way, for for the Forbidden Door pay per view. Yeah, that's and that's we'll, gonna be a good look. It we'll get into that. I just you know I really can't afford to go. Like I I just you know yeah I couldn't afford to go. Like it was you know. funny
3: um two well one I I had tickets for the end of June for a band uh, in Dallas and we were, you know early in the year we were so gung ho to go and. You know, life's just getting way. So it's like, we're not going to be able to make it down there. So, you know, I had to sell the tickets. And then a buddy of mine just <clears throat> just messaged me, and he's going to, to... I think it's Nashville, I want to say. I think it's Nashville. Yeah. I think it's... I I don't know if it's a KISS convention, but it's something... It's some kind of convention, and Ace Fraley and Peter Chris of KISS are going to perform together.
2: Who just got invited by Gene Simmons to play again, right? Yeah,
3: for, for Ace's birthday. And, uh, you know, but it's kind of cool because... Peter Chris a number of years ago, I two years ago, three years ago, uh, probably even, maybe even a little bit longer, and uh, he he performed his last sh- show, quote unquote, in the city, and I was kind of upset I didn't go,
2: but uh, and then of course like usual you're never really out of <laughs> you're never done. That's Comic Con, yeah. for me every year. I'm not going. I'm not going. Within a day, someone's got me a pass. Yeah, who's you know, like here? I got a free pass, but yeah, you never, you know, yeah, you never like look at Ozzy. How many who retired more? Terry Funk or Ozzy Osbourne? Terry Funk. You think so, right? I think so. Terry's prominent in tonight's podcast, yes. by the way. And I, st- I still
3: question if Terry Funk is retired. You listen.
2: Oh no, no, no. He's, yeah, yeah. He's pretty beat up right now.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, and that's somebody. And like I said, going back to uh, Tommy, you know. Tommy pulled a lot of strings uh, to get what he got last week. Those guys, I mean, Jesse Ventura is a huge pull. Yeah, and you know, and the line reflected that. There was there was a massive line for him. And 172
2: times. Thank you, Shaylen. Uh, Terry Funk. Right? Yeah, Hundred,
3: Yes, that's that's the official count.
2: I, if that's the official count, I yeah. It's probably it's probably, probably not is. much south of that. Probably is.
3: But uh, but you know, Terry Funk, somebody. You know, we said it with Paul Roma. Who Paul Roma doesn't do a lot of these signings. Terry Funk would be somebody amazing to 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 meet and in that kind of capacity, you know, if 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 he would ever do that which listen, never say never, you know.
2: You know who does an amazing Terry Funk impression? Paul Heyman. Ah. Every time Paul mentions him like <clears throat> when when uh, when he came to ECW, it was like um Terry Funk would ask him, Who let me work with him? I can work with him. Yeah. But, like, uh, let me get that guy. You and, know, Terry Funk was
3: just a And uh, speaking of impressions, I remember uh Rob showed me Killer Cross is amazing.
2: Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura Correct.
3: somehow or another found out on Twitter, shouted out to Killer Cross and says, That's a really good impression. He goes, and by you know, and then he he's talking about um who's the guy? Van Vliet. He's like, did he ever? Did he ever do finish the the set? <laughs> and so then Killer Cross like shouted out to him. It was it was awesome to see that. But uh, yeah, I would love to see Terry Funk in, in that capacity. That that's like an ultimate grab right there. If like that's something
2: you would probably have to pay for, and you would have to do the whole weight online thing. And
3: yeah, I, I listen. It, it's 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 about what what you're willing to do. And you know Jesse's price. I mean, if you I was I almost kind of regret it. I said it to you on the way home where I'm like ah, I kind of regret. Not getting it, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but, you know, that kind of, and, and listen, I'm not saying it's not, you know, if if I didn't have other things going on, I, w- I would have dropped 150 you know, hands down. It was a 150 combo uh photo
2: opportunity, Yeah, and he was talking to everybody, you know. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. He
3: was, you know, it was, he was making it worth it. I'm
2: at so. the point in my life now where if I have the money, I have to do it then. Yeah. I mean, I scale back on shit because I don't have the money. But for something like that, if I had the money, I would do it. Like when I the last time I went to, I needed money for Paul Andorff. and I, I needed to see Paul Andolf. Yeah, that, was what, that and the, look and and like you said, he. You I know. I got him and he passed away, but I thanked him and I he couldn't barely he could barely have a conversation yet alone cut a drop for us. But speaking of drops, Mark Henry cut a drop for us. Oh, too. that was so cool. And uh, we'll hear that later on, I think. And uh, Marty Skrull did one, and we met. Uh, finally, get to meet Ron Singh. Yeah. Who? What a fucking cool cat! And and and, and is a beast. On, big, and and, yeah. and let alone how tall he is. But man,
3: he's walking around. He's making the rounds. Uh, you know, it was really cool to kind of see. You know, it, especially, and and not just the wrestlers, but they had a bunch of lucha masks. The, the what was the 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 pottery thing? The the not the
2: clay, uh, porcelain. The porcelain. Yeah, dolls. yeah, yeah. Like they
3: had a bunch of that. Oh, I left. I left my the card. I found it in my in my pocket when I went home.
2: Where is that thing? Hold on.
3: But uh, it was really cool to see that. And then I I bought a bunch of uh, old wrestling books. I bought an Arn Anderson book, Calgary Stampede book, um, you know, once in a lifetime type stuff. And I, I and I think I bought a Jesse Ventura book actually too.
2: I could show the matches with Jay. Oh yeah, up. yeah. So there's this lady at at the last convention, I think Brielle bought Choppy a macho man one. And I guess the boys will get the boys said they were going to get me a dusty one That's, I, apparently that was what you said that but they got they got this one, man. I got a I got a dusty man. Let me make sure I'm, I'm showing this to everybody. But it's like a little fucking it's a gimmick, but he's cool as shit, man. Yeah, look at him. Where am I going to put I got well, I'll put him right here for now, but. And he
3: uh, and the woman uh, the card e- escapes my mind What it was But you know She's on she's on the interweb somewhere But she has
2: like An Etsy account I think Is Yeah she- and and you can get um,
3: If you don't If you don't see something on there She does custom stuff too Yeah and, yeah And it's really detailed It's really cool
2: Yeah he's cool Thank Th- you That's like a
3: talent yeah. That's like a talent I wish I had Where you could just Kind of sit back And just like Okay I'm gonna make this today eh, Maybe put that on Put that on the bucket list <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny you say that because you know I play tabletop sports. As you can see, my fucking table over there, right? <laughs> I have in my possession um, almost every Strat hockey season from the '40s up until a couple of years ago. Really, it's not. It's very illegal. But I didn't. It was gifted to me. I bought uh, this guy. I bought some some like old sets from, like out of print sets. And he goes, Yeah, give me five dollars more and I'll give you a thumb drive of some surprises. I'm like, all right, five dollars more. I already spent two hundred bucks, you know, what's two oh five, right? Yeah, at that point. He sends me a thumb drive of they must have scanned every card from every season. But I wanna like I wanna print some of these seasons out. I'm not good with Photoshop. I wanna put colors on them and logos and shit. I'm not good in Photoshop, man. I'm still I don't even know how to, I barely had to even use Excel. So now my my goal is to fucking learn that because I this stuff I know, but I want to learn how to do Photoshop so we can make flyers for shows and yeah. conventions and stuff like that. And you know, some of our episodes, like our our stuff, we have a tenth anniversary coming up in two months. It's flying by, I know. Um, I gotta whip to work that out because I know Mott Spock is coming up coming up for that. Cool. Well, not cool. we're coming up to New York, and he's gonna probably be around. He has a podcast. Him and his him and his boy Will, and they have fucking shining wizards Kevin on. That's awesome. We're trying to get Kevin for fucking five years on the show. This kid has a fucking podcast for two weeks. He gets Kevin on. Big pull. Big pull. Big pull there. Big pull. Shining Wizards every Monday yeah. live on The Rant. Always moving and shaking them boys. Always moving and shaking those cats.
3: If we uh, if we had more time, which we probably, you know, looking back on it, we probably could have, but uh, we, we would have ran into Bowman, which would have been really cool. Although we didn't have Choppy there i love the, the the dynamic between Bowman and choppy when,
2: yeah, when Bowman abuses choppy for his <laughs> for his feet, he' says, you fucking goon oh, god. you fucking so awesome. you already got talons on your feet? that's so awesome, you know, yeah, Shane when it is dope, thank you That's my that's my polka dot dusty statue, yeah, so he's pretty dope and
3: I've seen a and i seen a photo, oh, where did I see it? Oh, I've seen it somewhere, maybe somebody posted it in the page, but it was like a of 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 dusty and polka dots in the seventies. Oh, it was, It might have been like seventy-eight or something. Uh, I forgot where I seen it, but uh, but I was like, oh, it wasn't just a it wasn't just a WWF thing. But so I went, once I seen that, I was like, oh, I gotta get Phil this because we were gonna try to get you to meet Barry Windham, but Barry Windham just hightailed it out and out
2: of there. So yeah, yeah. JJ was there. A lot of guys were there. Beefcake, fucking uh, Valentine. Bunch of heads were there. Yeah, it was like, cool.
3: Yeah, it was I can't a, wait to we 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 definitely got to do another one. And like you said, just kind of like do it like we just did, and that was really cool. Uh, you know, I I love that. Especially, and then we went. The best was going out to eat afterwards, and then we kind of had like a like a super. super Rob, reco- ner- Rob yeah. recorded
2: us for an hour talking <laughs> at the fucking this 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 Mexican place down the road called Macho Nacho, and really authentic rest, uh, Mexican food. And then Rob was Rob said he was so compelled. By the knowledge that we were dropping, yeah, um, that I was dropping. Apparently, I had, I don't know, but I don't know about all that. You were like ghost booking almost. Well,
3: yeah, and he was like, I had to record it. That was kind of, and like I said, it was especially.
2: That's a bonus episode coming yeah, out soon.
3: That's that that especially something like that where th- that whole I I'm I'm amazed that the it's like a glitch in a matrix type thing where. If you go left, you should have went right type thing. Like, we were talking about something like that where if this happened, does it change the whole trajectory? And it definitely would have, without a doubt. So that's good
2: to know. It's always fun. Like, we do this with the comic book uh, genre. All the geeks, too. It's like, if this didn't happen, that didn't happen, then this would have happened. Or we don't know if this would have happened. Case in point, like, everybody's talking about Doctor Strange. I didn't see it yet. I'm I'm hoping to see it this weekend. But, like, it's a multiverse thing. So if certain things didn't happen in certain universes... You wouldn't have what you have, and it's it's kind of like it. It kind of with wrestling too. It's like, well, if this guy never got booked there, or if this guy won instead of losing in yeah. storyline, and it just it's you know it's the repercussions were catastrophic when you think about it. Yeah, There's certain time certain timelines. If you would have broke down, you know, Hogan never coming to the uh, WWE, him staying in the AWA, or Hogan losing to Andre, yeah, or T.B. Oxy winning that tournament instead of fucking Savage the next year it's like you don't you don't know you know what i'm saying you, you just don't know um but it's nice to you know i like to dig because for me it's what coulda shoulda woulda but then it's like wow what do you do like you know what if this happened what if this really I mean, and, you look, and you and you you're trying to think then you plan it in your head like you're writing 6 months of work for it yeah and and, and like i oh, said stop. and, it,
3: and it goes that's all right
2: so you know it's a fucking cat <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking dead asleep I swear it He was right up there You can see his ass print In, 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 in the in in the blanket But Yeah man So You know Alright Alright Where do you want to go first Cause I have some things You got some things Well you You tickled my fancy With the whole CM Punk thing I had no idea about this Alright so we'll get into AEW <clears throat> First of all Fucking Punk What he did to that crowd on Long Island the other night Amazing Holy shit So if you're I if, love it now, Bill, thank God, Billy's listening. Billy's probably the biggest Islander fan I know. Billy is a longtime, diehard Islanders fan, and we've been we've been oh, him and I have been rivaling it back and forth since we we're fucking teenagers. <laughs> um, so, if you don't know, the the a couple of years ago, the Islanders had a guy, John Tavares, who was probably they called him Johnny Hockey. He was like the next fucking guy. He was the next power sc- power forward scorer guy, whatever, and. He wound up not re-signing with the Islanders and going to his home team, going to go his hometown team where he's from, Toronto, with to the Maple Leafs, and it was a big deal. This motherfucker comes out in an Islanders jersey with the Tavares number in the back of it. That's amazing. And you want to talk about heat? Like now, I'm in a group text. It's myself, it's Rob, Nick German, Mod Spock. I think Choppy's in it too. Elaine, a bunch of us. I have to mute this text because it, it constantly goes off on inappropriate times. So I don't see these things like so I open them. So Rob's there. Rob's sending us pictures. I'm like, holy shit, the heat. You know? So Punk fought um, Josh. Um, who's the Dark Order guy? Josh. Um, oh, John Silver. John Silver, I'm sorry. He's in, And he's a Long Island guy, too. Yeah. So John Silver gave him a good five or ten minutes. That was fun, and then uh, Punk, you know, went to cut a promo, and Hangman was doing commentary, and they set him up for the pay per view, and they were the 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 fans totally turned on on Punk.
3: But that but that shows you. And like I said, I know you are lukewarm at best with CM Punk's uh, return. Yes. Um, but that shows you the genius of of what he does. Is is he could still kind of walk that line of in in that market. It's almost like and this is going to be a stretch and I'm not I'm not saying one is like the other. But, you know, Bret Hart in 97 when in the States, he's this fucking, you know, everybody hates him. And he goes to Canada and he's a fucking godsend. Shawn Michaels was had that residual heat going into Canada every year. In in the 2000s. He was still hated there. So, it it just shows you that type of worker that he is, I I think, personally.
2: Um, It was brilliant. What made it even better is that Punk is a diehard hockey fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like myself. You know, he's from Chicago. Big Blackhawks fan. He goes to all the games. But he's a big hockey fan, too. He talks about hockey a lot on Twitter. So, it made sense. Um, I still haven't gone to the new arena yet. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I know the Islanders play there now. And
3: what did, uh, did you? What is the name of it? You U-
2: U.S. UBS
3: Arena. No, what was the way that you, you called
2: the Nassau? Or not? Oh, Nassau, the Coliseum, the Mausoleum, they used to call it, yeah. or the Barn. They used to call called the, the Barn. barn. That's what it yeah, means. that's where the, when the Islanders won all their cups, and that's yeah. why that's why I used to watch the, fi, the P, uh, fire fire uh, FDNY versus NYPD hockey games, which are almost as bad as Ranger Islander games. Because there's brawls and everything, and, they, and then they'll purposely sit all the cops on one end and all the on, and all the firemen on the other side of the, of the arena, <laughs> and it's fucking brilliant. And I had so many firemen friends, but I sat on the cop side because I I had a, I have a NYPD jersey, and my uncle's partner was this the, was partners with the with the with the equipment director, so it's like I, I had to sit on the police side. But I had more I had more FDNY guys um, that I knew. But um, yeah, I listen. White fucking heat, man, that was amazing. Yeah, and to set him up for the for the title um in a couple of weeks against Hangman Page, double or nothing. Uh, we'll run down that card when it's full. Um, and the 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 card was good. You know, the MJF Wardlow signing was good. But I like I liked and, that. And everything I'm
3: reading is that I MJF released this. Dark side of the ring about Wardlow,
2: and I, I I think that was really good. He was so over. Everybody was wearing the Burberry scarves, and, and you know he had family in in the, in the audience. They you know, and he's he's from Long Island. He, he grew up about twenty minutes from where he was. Yeah. So that was pretty fucking cool. Um. And they had a ladder match with, uh, well, they had two the qualifiers for the Owen Hart tournament. Adam Cole beat, um, Dax Hardwood, and then. Jeff Hardy beat Darby Allen. So that's gonna be set up for the sentence.
3: That and by the way, what a fucking match. I mean without a doubt, excuse me, Darby was just going over the top with that bump leading jumping on off the cha- off the ladder onto the chairs was just insane.
2: Like, I mean, that's just straight up insane. I just want to play devil's advocate because how many fucking ladder match I mean, not how many ladder matches why of a sudden these matches don't don't mean anything anymore like Darby allen had a coffin match but he had beef with uh what's his face El Edo. lidio on andrade right so that made sense but why are you having these specialty matches when there's no build why are you having this match for a tournament like it should be it should have been just a regular fucking match yeah. darby could have got his spots in with the tables yeah didn't have to be a fucking tables match you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's just it's over the top, but again, they killed it. It was fantastic. I mean, I liked it. You but know, but it's but it's and and then the, here's here's the other side of it is,
3: I don't want to say it's a throwaway match, but, but it is. But it's a it's a throwaway match in the sense of that, you're doing it I'm on chill out over here if you, you don't mind. You're doing it on TV where, you could have built up to that. Yeah, like you could have built up to that for and you got a pay per view coming. You know what I mean? That's what I'm
2: saying. Like. So yeah, and I said that too today because I'm gonna I'm gonna put a question out to the masses. Um, a couple of guys answered today. It was fantastic, and because you, and funny you say that because I said that too today with yeah. the, every match now is on these brands whether it's SmackDown, Roy, E.W. Um, but you know they're all qual pay-per-view quality matches. The Dan Housen thing was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked it. I, I but it's and then he he lost uh to Tony Neese. Like another Long Island guy. Yeah. Which many, so I was, agree with it, yeah it was Dan a squash Housen, match. Dan Housen,
3: once again very good very evil y- you do not you do not need to win uh, to to get over oh no no and he's 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 the epitome of that he's way over oh god he doesn't he doesn't need he doesn't need to win another match and I
2: lo- and I'm loving the stuff online with him and hook I like hook yeah well I, I love taz so that's taz's offspring so I, I almost by proxy have to like hook yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, otherwise I'm, I'm on Taz Mark from way otherwise, back. Otherwise Taz is going to come out. As you come. can see Taz's picture over <laughs> yeah. there.
3: Otherwise Taz is going to come out and, and fucking kick the shit out of
2: you. I'm calling you out, brother. That's it. Brooklyn versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sorry. That's my Taz impression, him calling out Shane Douglas. Yeah.
3: But uh yeah, so the the CM Punk stuff is good and uh You know what you were saying? So you you're saying that he's he he turned down a a chance to to, f- to fight Kenta which uh, come on
2: so for Bindor you all know it's the end of June we talked about it it's the it's gonna be the the pay-per-view of the year apparently and all these promotions are gonna be involved in it I'm pretty sure Impact Ring of Honor AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling I wouldn't be surprised if they pull some people from Mexico or from all Japan um I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull people from everywhere C- Combat Zone everywhere um Kenta uses the same move as CM Punk. As a matter of fact, old joke. Oh no, no bullshit. Kenta's been doing. I it was just gonna say way before fucking Punk did it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, which again, take. I love Punk, but this is listen. Kenta's right now. Kenta's my guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He doesn't wrestle very often right now, um, in storyline because Bullet Club re Bullet Club actually revamped, um, and it's. Uh, Juice Robinson now is with them, and Tama is now a, a face, and the whole landscape of Bullet Club has changed. and And Japan just opened up, so now everybody's just start coming back. Thank God. Giles and Anderson went back to Japan. They're back in Bullet Club full time now. So, but Kenta has been calling Punk out forever, not just because of his pay per view. Yeah. He'll when Punk came back to NAW when he came back to wrestling, who's one of the first people to tweeted. Kenta, mm-hmm. Kenta wants CM Punk. There's, there's money there. It's a g- first of all. Forget about the money, man. This is a Mark's fucking dream. This is a wet dream for your boy Phil right here. Yeah. Because these are my two guys. Like I, I, mean, I loved Punk a decade ago, but like Kenta's been my guy forever. I loved him even yeah. before he Ring of Honor and All Japan. Like when he came to New Japan, I was like, holy shit. And Rob will tell you, I fucking marked hard. He's one of those guys that he's he's very polarizing, Kenta, because he's he's a striker, and but he could finesse you, and he's he's so like he. Not I don't want to compare him to like a, a a super technical guy like a Milenko or a a you know need I say Benoit, but one of those tech really really hard technical guys. He is that guy for me. Yeah, and for him, for me. To have him fucking cave CM Punk's face in would be would be would be amazing. So if they're doing this as a work, that's fantastic. Because not for nothing, Punk could be world champion at this pay per view. I'm not saying he's gonna defend the title, but yeah. he could he could if he beats Hangman at the end of the month, he's walking into Forbidden Door as the world champion of AEW. Yeah. That's, that's, that, 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 I don't think people, th- you know, so I don't even think Kent that cares about that. <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> But I mean, it'd be a bonus if he puts it, It'd be a bonus, but
3: then it would also be a waste of the belt on him. Right. And, then, but, yeah, but he wouldn't Cause, see. Because the belt on, the belt on Punk is supposed to. Elevate somebody else. Tie the knot. I, and I, and I say for MJF, I think that's the way you really close that. Right. That loop would be for, would, would be for MJF to beat Punk. Um. But, I I mean, I I don't want, like, Hangman, you know, he he had COVID. You know, he wasn't on TV two weeks ago. Um, I'm lukewarm about this match, personally. Uh, I'd like to see it. We'll cover it when it gets closer. Yeah, I'd like to see it, but...
2: uh, I'm going to get it, so... I'd
3: I'd rather have
2: Punk against Kenta. And and Punk doesn't need to have the belt for that anywhere near. Well, what bothers me more, uh, if this match does happen and Punk does win the title... Punk, they're gonna have probably automatically beat Kenta. Yeah, which will piss me off. But it, if he does beat Kenta, I want Kenta at least get his move in. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, oh, I want to see. I want to see who has the better, you know, GTS. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all know it's probably Kenta. I I know it's Kenta, but yeah. I'm, I don't want to piss off you, Punk Marks. You know? <laughs> Wait, let me let me let me play it. Let me play it. Sit down, Mark. Sit down, Marks. Let me play it. Sit down, marks exactly exactly um but yeah aw running on all cylinders there was a there was a there was a thing about them with the with the ratings listen stop with the ratings yeah okay? I know, I, I've seen that too I don't I listen you have the NBA champ uh, playoffs going on the NHL playoffs are going on and they're being ran by Turner Sports. Uh, the Turner's holding. They're doing both NBA and and and, uh, and uh, NHL. Yeah, and they're probably gonna do baseball again with the playoffs in October. So get fucking used to it. Sports rule. Okay. <laughs> no one wants to. No one. Not everybody wants to watch fucking all the wrestling like we do on Wednesday nights. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I hate to break it to you, Marks, but you know I hate to break it to you, but you know not everybody's watching wrestling anymore, and it's it's for us, and I'm cool with that. And I don't think listen, they got they got enough. Listen, they're running on all cylinders right now. You know, it's like, and they, and there's so, there's so much going on there. It's it's a little overwhelming. And we've yeah. talked about the booking and, and you know, them having 9,000 fucking guys and they only use 2,000 of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ruby Soho is on is on Dark and so is fucking Keith Lee and so is all these guys and the girls that I love. It's like, you can't, Jay Lethal's on Dark. Like, I, I'm done with the fucking, like, stop, you know, but... Again, Ring of Honor, and they just trademarked some logos for Ring of Honor. Yeah, looking like a TBS logo. Yeah, it does. Um, but this might open the door for those people, and I'm maybe not like maybe like an NXT type, like you mentioned a few a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know, dude. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about fucking ratings at this point. No, in my, at this not, point, my wrestling
3: watching life, you know. But but you know, and like we always say, devil's advocate here. There's a whole lot more going on behind those doors. The TBS, the, sure. turn, the Turner doors, makes sense. Um, business wise, uh, they they just took a huge dump and and burnt. I, I can't even tell you how many millions of dollars for CNN CNN Plus, which and didn't start yet, did it? It's it started and stopped within within a week or two.
2: Who, yeah? Who's gonna pay for that though?
3: That's so now. This is where. This is where the genius of Eric Bischoff comes in, because this is what Eric Bischoff's been... So now, everybody's hating on Eric Bischoff because he's he's saying all this stuff about anti-AEW, he's not going to be welcome back, blah, blah, blah. But what he's saying is correct. It, it, and it's evident, once again, you look at history, it repeats itself. This is what happened with WCW in 2000. There was a, there was a major merger with AOL Time Warner, and... WCW, um, whatever you want to say about the booking, yes, okay, that's one thing. But if you look at it just from numbers, it's bleeding all this money. How are you going to help this company? AOL Time Warner, how are you going to help us? We can't have you lose money going out the door. Now, I'm not saying AEW is losing money going out the door. But when you just, when CNN, it's something ungodly like, it's like $100 million or $200 million, whatever it, the case was. They started it. They launched it. They got nowhere near what they were projecting, and they canceled it. You don't just burn that kind of money with no repercussions, and, that's, it's, and that is straight facts. And one of the top execs just quit too. Well, yeah. Was and he responsible for signing AEW? I don't know if he was responsible. I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was, but somebody coming in may not understand. What wrestling is doing. Oh, you yet. mean
2: like AOL Time Warner? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and these are the facts. And like you said, so I agree. I, I, I personally um don't really care for the ratings. But th- that being said, it really, it does hold a little water. And this is why I think it is it, it is an issue. Because this is what um Eric Bischoff has been talking about. Where it's like, it, it, it may not matter now. And, you know, truth be told, you know, Tony Khan's booking is, he, he, he's a wrestling fan like us, and he may sometimes be doing a little too much of that. That's why I agree with you. Like, Kenta and CM, CM Punk is just money. It, there's money written on that. But when you have a match like Darby Allen against Jeff Hardy, and you just throw it together, it, and, and maybe not thrown together, but... It's, it's perceived that way. I mean, they had weeks going into it. They, they teamed together, so it's it's only a natural thing. But you, you should have somebody be a babyface, be a heel, be Dobby Allen, be jealous of Jeff Hardy or vice versa, whatever the case may be. You could tell a story with that and draw money instead of just have have us internet fans just fucking sit there and throw it out like that. Like That's where the truth kind of comes in, and it may not matter now, but it's going to matter at some point. And I, I I think that's where you kind of got to walk that line. Where I agree, I'm, I'm always tired of hearing about the ratings, but at some point, it it is gonna have to tell. It's gonna have to be talked about.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, there was talk about them not going back after their contract expires. You know, it's like, um. At this stage of the game, though, it's nice to have that major network backing the money and, and, the, and the, the the finances with the whole advertising and shit like that. But in the grand scheme of things, you really don't need Yeah. Uh, uh, a cable television station to back you up anymore. Same thing with, like, with like we're musicians. We were.
0: Yeah, um, we're. we were. <laughs> we were musicians, right? Yeah, we were. But
2: when we were younger, you had to have a label backing you. Now dudes are writing label. They're making labels in their fucking bathroom when they're recording these albums in their house. Mm-hmm. So when when I put when it, when my band put our demo out, it was on. We made our own little label. We had it copyrighted and uh, a, a, a lawyer friend fucking signed off on it for us. And it yeah. was like I think it was called Butternut Records or something like that. Yeah, but, like that. Butternut Records, right? But like we don't we didn't need a fucking. then rap is now rap is basically. What rappers are doing now is they're fucking shopping their shit. Like I'm putting my shit out independently, yeah. And let's see what label wants to pick me up. There's a guy from Buffalo. His name is um Benny the Butcher, very popular rapper right now, right? Uh huh. And he signed with Def Jam, but a West Snoop Dogg was working for 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 Def Jam for a little while as an executive, and a West Coast guy signed him. But like. And people, people are like, what the fuck is Snoop? With all this East Coast atmosphere out here, all these amazing people taking nothing away from Snoop, but Snoop comes in from the West Coast and signs this guy like no one saw him. Yeah. And this kid's like on the low, on the down low. Like, nah, you know, I'm going to shop my shit. And he shopped it and did all the fucking, does battle raps and all that. And then all of a sudden, now he's with Def Jam. So it's like he didn't even need the fucking label, though. He, he just kept going with his shit, you know? So, but wrestling... Organizations like Combat Zone and G- Game Changer, and uh, there's a few other ones. Uh, NWA—they're yeah. all on Fight TV now. Like you, you know, all they do is pick a venue, bring their cameras, and I mean, it's not the same production. No, but you're getting the pay-per-views out there. You know what? These kids are buying it. You know, it's like I, I don't think Tony Khan's too worried about you know that the guy. The guy owns a fucking football team, a a, a soccer team. You know, and
3: yeah, but but once again, he's you're right. He and listen. Let's, let's just say hypothetically, they they get thrown off Turner. You know, he's gonna be all right. He could still stream online or what have you. Um, AEW is going to a streaming service at some point. Um, I, I think it's gonna be evident. I I I'd imagine it'd be on HBO Max. But once again, how much are they really gonna draw there? You know what I mean? A lot. Of, listen safe to I think it's safe to say a lot of wrestling fans have um HBO Max. I think it's I think it's very safe to say. Uh but still are they going to draw anybody there? Probably not. You know. And like I said, it sucks to say, but the truth is the truth. You know what I mean? And like I said, you guys are pulling in 800,000, 900,000. I think they just did a click. I know I know they did better this past week, but they had there was sports on this week. They had they had dude, playoffs on. Dude, you're gonna have
2: playoffs on until June. Yeah, like oh, yeah. you know, it, it this happens every year when when the Monday Night Wars were going on. Monday Night Football was still running shit. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, sports will still own the day. The, okay. the the most watched TV show on the planet for the last 50 years is what the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it don't matter who's playing. So. You blame the Hollywoods, <laughs> the fucking Rob, <laughs> Rob checking in. So, um, yeah, like you know what? I don't care. They, these guys are gonna, no one's gonna starve. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think Fox is gonna fucking resign Vince, but I that, don't think so. Uh,
3: I, I don't,
2: I don't know, dude. I, I, well, let's get what's. It's a good segue. Yeah. So, ba- WWE Backlash, fucking fantastic card. It was a great card. You watched it, yeah? Oh, good, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, I, I watched it. It took me thank, about three days to watch well, it. Well, thank you for doing a wrestling podcast and watching I wrestling. Watching I appreciate you. <laughs> you and your fucking tag team partner. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it this week. Oh, well, yeah. thanks for coming. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously. And I said to you guys too, and I was telling. Matter of fact, I'm glad Rob was in the room. On paper, this pay per view looked fucking awesome. And I'm like, it, 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 I hope it pans out. I gave it zero expectations, and I fucking loved all of it. It was so good. The Cody match delivered. The Ronda Rousey match was good. Yep. The fucking Usos with uh with uh, Roman Reigns against uh. Okay, bro. Okay, bro, and fucking Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. Um, that was fantastic. It was just a good fucking match. Yeah, it was heart. good.
3: And, and like I said, I mean, and that, there's a lot of talks about what's happening, what's going to be happening with Roman, which apparently he's he's not on the Hell in the Cell.
2: Uh. He cut a promo. At that Trenton show where Fake Dusty was, yeah, um, saying that he may not see you guys again, and if I don't, thank you for everything. So apparently he signed a con- allegedly he signed a contract with less dates because yeah. he wants to go. He wants to do what his cousins doing. He wants to do movies. Sure. Um. So at one point, you know, and we've I had we talked about this le- last week at the convention. At one point, um, does the artist say, "Okay, I've done everything I could do." in wrestling, let me do something else. And The Rock did it. People gave him shit for Oh, look at the Scorpion King. Yeah? He's the highest paid fucking actor now. Ten years later. Twenty years later.
3: Well that's that's the whole idea you know? is that it it but it took that time. It took it took the tooth fairy. It took uh you know, be cool. Yeah, yeah, it no, took, I get it. it. took these small roles. It, it, listen, I love one of my favorite movies that he did was Walking Tall. I, I t- oh, the I remake, thought, that's fantastic. I thought it was fucking great. Johnny Knoxville's in that movie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He plays the fucking doofy friend, the deputy. Yeah, I, I thought that movie was great, and, uh and it, and it takes the work. I, I mean, like I said, I mean, the door's been happening. John Cena's doing the same thing right now. John Cena is doing like you you hear his voice on every commercial Car commercials yeah. and yeah Tide and so garbage I, I, bags I, I mean you, you know you look at it and you just go is that the next thing I think w- w- what I should say is I hope is that it's just going to be a um you know maybe he just needs a little vacation a little little time off you know if he takes if he takes the summer off uh, cuz what are you going to do with him with the belt? Are, are we taking the
2: belt off him now? Yeah, and then they got the they got the pay-per-view in 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 Europe yeah. in September. Yeah. Yep. And I think he's even on a poster. And they got and they got the 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 SummerSlam's
3: are going to be an outdoor show. He's got to be there. I mean, Money in the Bank's going to be at a baseball stadium. He has to be there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I, he's probably going to stay on for for the, for the big shows, but maybe not do as many TVs, maybe not do as many house shows. And this might transition to somebody else being champion. Yeah, well, that's what you kind of need. You kind of need oh, to build yeah. up the next guy. And, and listen, who's the next guy? I mean, right now it's got to be Cody. I mean, you're you're, you're tempting Drew, Drew Drew McIntyre where you're getting him into the limelight, which I, is good. I think I think that experiment's done though. Yeah, I listen. I think it could still be done. I think you it could liked st- him as world champion. I though. Still, I still he got a raw deal. I mean, much like Big E, Big E got a raw deal with it too. But uh, Drew McIntyre more so because of. It's just timing. Everything is timing like it, it was that, that was during the covid time. And they tried getting him in front of a crowd. But, you know, at that point, you know, maybe in, in front of a crowd, it should have been a heel turn, per se, maybe. But that's that's just hindsight talking now. Yeah. So uh, but, you know, you're going to have to get the belt off and listen, come WrestleMania 39 is going to be in Hollywood. I'm, I'm sure Vince is still hoping, holding on to any kind of hope, that it's going to be the Rock against <laughs> uh, Roman at some point. And at that point, Roman
2: doesn't need the belt on for that. No, there's Rock. But you know what the fun part about that is if that is? If that comes to fruition, it's because everybody involved wants to do it. Yeah, this is not like oh I need the oh, money yeah. or like we, wrestling needs this. No, that, that's just a box office fucking draw. Yeah, in Hollywood, in, in the, the rocks, ho- in the, the rocks' a- hometown right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the so way to do it. I'm and- not mad at that. I think they're finishing up production on Black Adam. Yeah, which I'm so fucking stoked for. Um, but you know, I can't tell you um, how excited I am for Roman Reigns because I want him to. He's. I was watching some of his old shit and I'm like, man, I gotta tell you. He's so good. Yeah. Like, he I know I know I, I I I make fun of Cena all the time with this, the safe era where no you know they were afraid to do anybody would put the belt on anybody else but Cena at that point and it it worked cuz he became like the fucking the lunchbox guy, you know yeah. the poster guy and the wrestling figure guy. Oh, uh, now Roman Reigns is that guy even as a heel, you know, as a, as a, as, a, as a as a tweener, right? So I I just for me it's like I want him to succeed so much his, and his, put it back in the f- everybody's fucking faces. Like, you know what? Here, screw you. I did it. I did all this. you know. Here's what I want.
3: I, I think it's going to be plain and simple. Roman's saying that. I think we're getting the wheels turning. Uh, it's so transparent these days because of what we do, podcasts and the internet and everything. It's so transparent that it is hard to kind of make make a storyline, you know, satiable for us, insatiable, I should say. Um, this is what I think. It just dawned on me now. I want to see Batista-esque 2010, 2009. For Roman. For Roman. Okay. I'm um, Hollywood. Hollywood rock, 04. Gets the big
2: roles right off the bat. 04. Yeah, Batista got
3: big roles like off the bat. I'm this big. I'm this big movie star. I don't need to be here, and you know, because he's so good. I, I, I the bloodline stuff. It took a while for it to start getting started, but it, what, now we're here. Can't get enough. It. It's clearly the best thing on 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 the program. Uh, let let it be like a Hollywood Roman Reigns type thing where it could be he's a this big movie star. Does one movie? He comes back. You know, essentially what what the Miz was supposed to be. Essentially You know
2: like Yeah you and, know. And, the, and the Miz And the Miz made his mark No pun intended But the Miz made his mark Not doing the Mainstream movie shit He did like the Marine 7 yeah, yeah But then the reality thing Kicked in for him Yeah I Which I think they got signed on For another fucking season And like And people like my mom Who don't watch Raw every week You know She'll watch two matches A fucking year now but my mom loves it. My mom loves that show. Yeah, she knows who Mar- uh, Maurice is, and and she knows the family, and like she's invested, and it's like that. But yeah, I'm sorry. Finish your point. But you know, you 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 see you
3: see that, and you just go okay. So when he cuts that promo, is he? I I think it's a work. I think this is how you start. You know, he's gonna take time off. This, and he's a family man. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we don't know. I mean, he's had leukemia, what, twice already? Yeah. Like, You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could have another flare-up. Yeah, maybe he know. wants to do this before, God forbid. You know, maybe he wants to get you it out of the way. You know what away. I mean? So maybe maybe it's that. I hope it's a work, but I hope it's going to turn into a a rock in 04, you know, Batista in 2010. Like, that storyline always worked. Batista did it so fucking well. He would get to the ring. He would fucking do- dim the fucking lights. I don't want any of these people to be seen. Shine the spotlight on me. That's a perfect storyline right now for, for for Roman Reigns. If you know, in in a year's time, two years time, whatever the case may be. But I like to see it go that route. And you know, there's always the talks of like if he goes to do movies. You know, I mean, he looks just like Jason Momoa already. Like you know, I mean, was it He's got a look. He's yeah.
2: Trying, he listen. He he won't be starving for for, for roles. I mean. No. Hollywood is stretching the fucking the, the silly party of movies right now. They're they're remaking everything. They're fucking Top Gun's coming out in t- oh, two weeks. I heard there's gonna be a second Dirty Dancing. Yeah, I mean there's some things you should just leave alone. Leave alone. But that's what they're doing this because they can't come up with anything authentic. But if you do a remake and you got a fucking Roman Reigns who's who's has, who looks the part, can probably act now some mm-hmm. somewhat because he has he's you know he's what's up there, Matt Spock. There Augie is in the house. He's chill, everybody, right? Like everybody's saying hello to Augie. Oh yeah, look he, at Augie. Yeah, he's fucking chilling. Um, but uh, you know, it, listen, you can't knock somebody's hustle, man. Yeah. You can't knock somebody's hustle if that's what they want to do. Let them do it. As a fan, if you're a big fan of him and you're selfish about it, then that's fine, you know. And, um, but in the same, in the hindsight, that opens the door for somebody else.
3: And like I said, I think that's somebody else right now. Is Cody? Yeah. Is Cody? And, and Cody's Cody's return has been, I would say, probably above my expectations. I would say so because his his matches right now with, with with Seth, just both of them, and it's gonna cul- it's gonna culminate and and it's got to be at Hell in a Cell. It's gonna be a third match because that's gonna be the main event. If if Roman's not on the card, your next main event is gonna be Cody against Seth. In inside hell in a cell, and I'm not mad at that.
2: Cody's promo, the night after the uh, WrestleMania, which was the whole "I'm doing this for my dad." And it, for me, as a, as a Rhodes fan, that has to happen. You know, Dustin didn't do it. You know, Dusty won it three times. Um, Dustin never won a WWE title? Yeah. He, he fought for it a bunch of times, in with Superstar Billy Graham. Um, but, you know. The, the mature Cody, not playing the martyr, not yes. playing the stupid reality show host, not coming out with fucking on Anderson with the laminated fucking playbook. <laughs> I like sophisticated, almost Ric Flair ish. Yes, Cody Rhodes. Is he an amazing wrestler? No. Is he good? Yes. Is he is he a little above average? Yes. You know why? He's a
3: fucking Rhodes. Let's 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 just put it. Let's just make it simple. He's he helped create AEW, yes, without a doubt. It was his his vision, his his blood, and sweat. But his his style fits a lot better in WWE. He can shine more in WWE. He could have
2: shine here. The problem is you can't be an EVP and shine. Yeah. This is where Kenny Omega is gonna have a problem. The Young Bucks don't have a problem with it because Young Bucks are hardly ever. Um, putting themselves in title matches all the time and they're, and they they have the internet thing going on and they 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 are another they're on another level right yeah. when it comes to management but guys like Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes you can't be an executive vice president of a wrestling company and then expect to go out there and be the fucking top guy and be the face yeah you can't because you know what you, you're wearing two hats you're one of the boys in the locker room and now you're their boss yeah and even Cody said it. Some of these guys still talk to me as their boss, and I'm not even their boss anymore. Yeah, which makes it hard for them to fucking you know relate. So yeah, his character fits more this style. Because, I think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I I'm I'm actually liking what WWE's doing right now. I'm I'm pretty happy.
3: Yeah, they had they like I said um you know, Raw two weeks ago was great. Uh, Backlash was a great event. Uh, you know, I love the Rhea Ripley with Edge. Oh my god. Such a
2: perfect fit. First of all, I thought it was Ali. Yeah. When when they when he when she came into the ring I'm like that's Ali cuz they would he they were they was you know they were trolling him online right yeah. on on Twitter. When she took the hood off I was like fucking brilliant. Perfect. Perfect. And you know what if listen it, this is what Edge needs. It's a perfect role for Edge. It, but you know what? Listen, you, you're at that part of your, at, your career. You have to keep going. Like, reinvent yourself. Yep. You know, it's like, has the cult thing been done? Like, I was telling Rob, every cult needs a fucking skirt. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan. Go back to Kevin Sullivan. Purple Haze. I summon thee. He yeah. had the fucking cult, uh, Buddha Singh, and fucking, he had woman. He had Nancy. He had Nancy. Every cult has a fucking female character in it and it's and i like i said i think she's
3: a perfect fit she needs to do something i was liking the stuff with with live um but this is this fits more of i think ripley's character and, and what it can be she has the ceiling got a little bit bigger now all of a sudden for her and and like i said this is a perfect role for edge um damian priest although not a per pr- uh a, a young guy i don't like him at all uh, not a young guy but this is a good position for him they need one more person in inside, and like you said, and Ali would I think would be good. You need that would have been perfect. You need a young guy. Um, but yeah,
2: no, Rhea Ripley is great, and she that that date it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, yeah. Even Damian Priest, I don't like him, but if it, he fits that, if that it, he fits it. He fits that cult thing. Yeah, the cult thing yeah, I was calling it the other day.
3: But like it said, I, I mean, I'm not crazy about the name Judgment Day. Um, Who gives a shit but, at this point? You know. It, it it can definitely work and it's and it's perfect for Edge because it, it it can keep him on TV every week and you're all you're doing is elongating his career because he doesn't have to be in the ring that often and when he is in the ring it, it it'll matter more He had a great match with AJ it's and it and it matters
2: speaking of AJ good segue cuz Matt Spock checking in yeah uh does Finn turn on AJ to join Edge the story fits mm but at that point AJ AJ's by himself yeah Everybody needs a friend, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I, I, I think if, for whatever reason, Finn Balor is just, he's just not,
2: he's not positioned. He needs to go home, Jay. He's not positioned well. He needs to go home. He needs to go to New Japan. He needs to go home. He needs like, to go to I, New Japan. I'm, I love him so much, him, Shinsuke. Like, they've done, they've, they, they they're not going to go, they're not going to go any higher than what they are now.
3: Yeah, I and and it's funny because after WrestleMania they Shinsuke had to, had a little run in with Roman and I was I was hoping I was hoping they fucking did a match with them. Um Shinsuke it's listen, it's just there's only AEW and WWE kinda have the same problem, but WWE does not handle it better because there's not the AEW has a lot of top spots and a lot of featured spots. WWE on the other hand does not. Right. There's only the pyramid gets very small at the top. Mm-hmm. And their second, third level is just great and it's and it's very interchangeable there. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. Um like you look at SmackDown, like your IC champ, you know, Ricochet, it's a fucking second thought. It's a third thought. And he's your arguably your second or third best babyface on SmackDown. Yeah. Next to Drew. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, man. yeah, perfect. So like, it, it gets a little thin up there. So you you got to start expanding the horizons. And Finn Balor, he's just kind of, you know, he's floating kind of into a it, into the a. The money's got
2: to be good because they're still there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, without a doubt. So, all right. I got two more things. Then we'll take a break. Yeah. And we got a cool throwback for you tonight. And watching actually the 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 match after what happens, we'll we'll talk about it in a few yeah. minutes. But um. So, we all know the thing going on with Sunny, oh. uh, with the whole vehicular homicide fucking angle that's going on with her. Apparently, her bail got revoked today. Yeah, I, I think she I, she might she might not be coming home for a very long time. That's, and first and foremost, it's the right call. I
3: I, I mean, yeah, she say, needs to, she needs help. Say like, say what you need. Say what she needs help. Say what you will. Um, I have a soft spot for her. Me too. Um you know but a lot of it is just nostalgia obviously yeah but what but what she's done is just it's just reckless you know and 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 careless it's reckless
2: abandonment really what it is it's like it's it's almost like it's a disregard for anything that's yeah, remotely you just, responsible you're, you 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 can't handle anything and then you're playing a victim yeah don't do a Cody yeah don't 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 come out with the with guns blazing and play the martyr you know you're, what i'm saying you're,
3: you're playing a victim on social media saying you know, you you suffered a uh, a seizure or whatever the case is. Like no, like yeah, you but you know, yeah. your your blood alcohol content was just fucking through the roof. Yeah, you shouldn't. Have, first off, you don't have a license. You you have um, you know, charges against you in other states for driving, and me- meanwhile you're still driving. Yeah. No, one, you know, listen, you got a problem with alcohol. That's that's one thing,
2: but you know, don't don't get behind the wheel. She's constantly impaired. That's the problem. Right? Yes. And it's it's chemically it's chemically imbalanced. Yeah. Um, but now I have to play devil's advocate for her because this week, Bill DeMott comes out. Now we Bill DeMont has a tragic story. He lost a daughter to a um drunk driver, okay? And this is not again, this you, you, we all know my disdain for Bill DeMott. Yeah. Not a fan, okay? Um, but he tragically lost a, a child in a fucking in a drunk driving thing. So, him coming out and saying that Sonny should be pulled from the Hall of Fame because no, you no, know, no, no accountability. He did this whole fucking diatribe on um on Twitter. <laughs> Tammy's boyfriend under Tammy's name was on a diatribe with Don Tony. It's another fucking That's story. A, yeah, I was going to say. Holy shit. Don Tony pulled up fucking, like, insurance records. Don Tony does insurance for a living. Yeah. He pulled up the, the the insurance for the car. It was a fucking shit show. Shout out to Don Tony, by the way, doing his thing. Always doing his thing. Um, But Bill Demont comes out and says, this, I mean, he puts out this big fucking diatribe about, you know, pull Sonny from this, pull Sonny from that. Sonny did porn that didn't pull her, right? With the, with the ring on, and she was taking loads to the face. I have it. I have the footage right here. <laughs> I, have, I have proof. Okay? um, But... The thing is, Bill DeMott is the biggest hypocrite. He had to leave his dream job because he sexually harassed wrestlers. Yeah. And he bullied fucking other wrestlers. And he ran a fucking Nazi-ish fucking training camp at the performance center. So instead of them embarrassing him and saying you got fired, they basically made him fucking quit. And he's been out of the limelight since. So if you're going to pick a spot with somebody by holding accountability, who the fuck are you? You, No one held you accountable. When somebody somebody held you accountable, you couldn't even come out with it because you were so fucking ashamed of what you did, you fucking kid-touching bully. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for me, I'm like... People live in houses, glass houses. Please keep the stones in your pocket, man. Yeah. Like, don't come out. Listen, again, losing your kid—that's fucking tragic. He'll never get over that. It's—it's—it'll burn. It'll burn his family for the rest of their lives. It's awful losing a child that couldn't imagine losing a child, right? And keep it as such. That's something we talk about with your fucking peers on yeah. the side. Don't go on social media asking for Tammy's head. Tammy went right back. Tammy was like, fuck you. You're a fucking kid toucher. You know, and she has that. And she, listen, this, this, this wrestling glass mansion, it's a mansion now, Jay. <laughs> it's a mansion. Stop throwing stones at the glass mansion, okay? Shut the fuck up and stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to look foolish. Yeah. All right? If I said something on this podcast 10 years ago that was fucking terribly offensive to somebody or, or to a group or something else or whatever, 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 and someone pulls it up 10 years later and be like, you know what? You fucked up. That could burn me for the rest of my life. But still, like, that's my that's my cross to bear. I'm not going to go back and go, well, you said this 10 years ago. Because you know what? At the end of the day, glass houses, man. Yeah. Glass houses. It, so
3: it's, it's, in, in this instant, Tammy clearly, Clearly needs help of just any any kind. I of, mean, yeah, and this is beyond w- what Buff Bagwell is doing right now. At, at, right, right, DDP. of course. Like yeah. this is beyond DDP. You know, she. Uh, you needs, know what like, I mean?
2: She needs psychiatric fucking. Yeah, yes. yeah. She that's needs where it, all of that. That's where it
3: starts. So that's where I'm coming at it. Where like where D- Bill Demont should be lack of a better word, the better man in in this scenario and going instead of instead of essentially kicking her while she's really down. And granted, listen, she's posting on before she got arrested and now in jail. Like she was posting on social media, uh, OnlyFans and whatever and and all this stuff. And, you know, listen, okay, whatever, you know, she shouldn't be doing that either. Um but still you 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 know what she is, you know what you're dealing with. There's no need to kick her while she's down and and I'm not defending her. i'm just it's calling it like it is. she's an addict she's She has a problem, yeah you're not helping the problem. if anything, you're making it worse you're you're amplifying it and you're you're ha- you're forcing her to to lash out and like you said, and should uh, news flash uh, you know she's she's going to be taken out of a uh, hall of fame. You you don't you don't you don't hear her name anywhere.
2: Like who cares? And let's, so. and
3: let's just say, hypothetically speaking, I haven't been on WWE's fucking website in ages. Is she gonna be on there? Does it really
2: matter at this? Well, let at this stage let me Let me let me ask you this then. You want to pull out the list of fucking degenerates that's on that fucking Hall of Fame already? Yeah, I I mean it's. Uh, I mean you could. That's it's a, it's a at least a dozen. I can. I can Rattle off probably a dozen of them. Yeah. Okay. That I can. That did terrible, fucking, awful things to people. Yeah. Right. So British Bulldog used to fucking. Oh, I don't know. Uh, fucking fabulous Moolah. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Right. But are we doing? are, Are we holding people accountable? Well, that's that's
3: once again. This is what I always say: is like, where does the ball? Where do you stop bouncing the ball? Is is and that's and that's what we're saying here: is that. It's it's it goes without saying like WWE is going you don't need to lead the charge. And listen, Bill Damon went through a, a a unbelievably heartbreaking thing. Yeah, absolutely. No in near trying absolutely. to Absolutely to 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 diminish that. But in the same sense, like
2: the the bigger thing to do would be to try to help. Right. Instead see what you what you doing is you're trying to make yourself relevant by going online. Yes. You're trying this, to get into is, good graces. This is why I fucking hate Bully Ray because Bully Ray does this shit too. Yeah. It's like I don't. You don't need to do anything else. Like stay in your fucking lane. I go on Twitter every single day. I, I think it's a two percentile where I respond to something. Yeah. Why? I don't need people to need to know my response to everything that bothers me. That's the problem with the society. Yes. It's like you you have all these platforms still, and you want to get your shit out, which we're, we're doing it right now, <laughs> right? But the same breath, I don't have to respond to every single thing that our fans type to us.
3: And and like you said, like you know about what's and this is society today. Unfortunately, and I this is where I I stand on it, and it's just my opinion. Um, my opinions do not reflect that that of the determine. No, no, throwbacks. they they do. But like, okay, <laughs> if if we're gonna if we're gonna, let's just say hypothetically, like like your example, you said something ten years ago, and. You can't, okay, you can apologize for it, but ten years ago was it's it's a different landscape yeah I, and i'm not, and I'm not no, condoning no did, that, defending that, no, this is the same way I'm gonna go with that but, right. but, and and what Bill Demont did allegedly did whatever you know did do, uh you know, I'm not saying it was acceptable, but people would just like. It's like like I don't want to say the word hazing. That's not the right word for it. But mm, you know, it's hazing adjacent, and these were things that were done. Like, and like and no one's defending it. Like look at like we're looking at Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair would used to go on the fucking you know, he w- dark side of the ring. They would talk about the plane ride from hell. That's what Flair used to do in the eighties and nineties. Yo, is he disgusting for doing it in two thousand? No, but Tommy
2: Dreamer lost his job for defending him. Yeah.
3: And, and it's just like, that's what he did. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not defending it. But that's
2: what, that's what, it was accepted. Yeah. Same thing with 70s television. I watch 70s television five times a week. Yeah. Most of it's ethnic. They'll drop the N-bomb. They'll say some racist shit about Puerto Ricans and whites and Jews and, and Polish people. Like, you can't do that now, obviously, right? And rightfully so. And, I, I, right. I mean, but again, it's... You know, and we all had the racist relative, you know we all had we all had an archie bunker in our family some some of us still do right <laughs> and and like you said, but I'm but not like- defending my uncle or my aunt or my cousin, but i'm I'm accepting of i'm not I'm staying in my lane. that's my point, I'm not going after them every time I do something stupid yeah okay and
3: and and the, and the idea is too, like like i said like you you could have helped the situation. that's not helping the situation.
2: Yeah, reach out to her on, on you know on the side, DM her, di- direct message her, call, call somebody who knows her. You all have mutual friends. Yeah. He's got to have a friend that's cool with her, like, call your friend and, and go, yo, man, why don't you talk to her? Well, let's get her some help. Let's fucking do something for her.
3: You know, and like I said, I mean, that's when you're getting emotionally charged, and like I said,
2: nowhere near trying to diminish what he went through, and, and is still going through. No, but he used it as a platform, and you yes. know what? It's fucking stupid. Stay yes. in your fucking lean, man. Yep. If you're her friend, reach out to her. If you know somebody who knows her, reach out to them. And at and at the end of the day, justice is served
3: because she should not be on the streets. The fact of the matter is, yeah, that's, and, I'm, and I'm a big Sonny fan. Yeah,
2: I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I'm not. I'm not dispa- disparaging any of that. I I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate for for the build the build the mountain. Yeah,
3: fact fact of the matter is, she's taken off the streets. She, she I mean, for lack of a better word, she can't be trusted. She's
2: a I don't want to say she's a menace, but. <laughs> my friends close to it my friends on the right side of of the of the political of the political uh, world say and post the most obnoxious terrible things about certain people in this world about certain countries about ethnicities and these memes and these fucking videos are fucking disgusting my left friends post terrible Terrible <laughs> fucking nonsense about the Republicans on the other side, or they'll post about their, their leadership, they'll post about uh, flags, and they'll they'll make memes and, vi- and make mute. My friend made a music video, right? If I sat online all day and responded to the 10, 20, 40 people that I love in my life that are doing this, I would become unglued. Yeah. But you know what I do? I Stay in my lane. Yep. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. Some of them stink. Stay in your lane. Just that's all I'm saying, Billy Boy. Yep. Stay in your lane. Mourn your daughter. Try to fix your fucking life because now you you were out of a job that you that you could have held for for forever. By the way, yeah. But you're a fucking bully, kid. toucher, so.
3: Uh, like I said, I mean, I I think he was like you said. I think he was trying to use it to try
2: and make himself relevant. Yeah,
3: and and get a, get him on the right side of the situation and work his way into the good grace. I, you know, I don't know. That's what that's what how I'm looking at it. And to me, you know, yeah. it's that's not the way to do it. I mean, time heals everything. And like I said, Bill Demont, you know, he, what he what he was just doing was using. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say he was using his his daughter's death. And, and like I said, this might be how he actually feels. But unfortunately, that's that's it's not the correct way to go about it. She's Sunny is just a, a woman in dire need, dire fucking need of help, just straight up needs help. And at the end of the day, justice is being served. She's off the streets. But you got to look at it like this. When you see somebody down, you don't fucking kick them all they down.
2: Uh, that's how I've always looked at it. I, I am a big proponent of lending an olive branch to anybody who will listen for help. And it's like a mental health thing, too, because I battle it every single day. And I had a friend the other day. I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, it's the hardest part for me is getting up out of bed every day. And finding purpose besides going to, besides making money to keep a roof over my head and feed myself, Mm -hmm. I have to find purpose in what I'm doing with my life every day. And for some people, they can't do that. So they'll turn to a substance or they'll turn to alcohol or they'll turn to uh, social media. They'll turn to something else that can make them enhance whatever they're feeling and make it better, right? Mm -hmm. So my whole, that's my whole thing. Uh and I was just like praying for Sonny, but Bill DeMachistain is fucking lean, you know? So Yep, that's it. Alright. Before we go to break, I got one more thing for you. And I'm and I was hoping fucking Num Nuts was here too, so we can I wanted his input too. So tonight's episode, tonight's throwback is one of the greatest rematches of all time. Okay? That's the main event. Um uh, and I asked the throwback is in in in, in, uh, in on a page today. What was the last time? When was the last time you were excited for a rematch in pro wrestling? When was the last time you said I would buy a pay per view to watch this rematch? When was the last time you said, "Oh my God, I can't wait to see these guys fight again"? Because for me, it was everything. Whether it was a house show or Tonight's throwback, something makes you want to watch this fucking match. And it helped that both guys could work, right? So, my question to them, and they brought up some really good fucking, uh, really good examples. Our uh, guys did, they, they were fucking, uh, Eric Martin got involved. Matt Squires got involved. So, it was like, I, I must tell you, we have some smart fucking fans because they, they, they pulled that, They just, they took my, my, my question and, and they ran with it. So, I was going to ask you and fucking, and, uh, the fucking gypsy. What do you do? You remember the last time you were physically, mentally exhausted, excited about a, a rematch in pro wrestling?
3: Uh, rematch in pro wrestling. The first one that jumps to my mind, in all honesty, is Cody against Nick Aldis. That's my first. That's the first one that jumps to my mind. Um. Mainly because I was a really big fan of Cody winning the title. I think he should have held it for longer. Personally. I was there.
2: Um, I was there for that.
3: But that's like the first one that jumps to my mind. Um, you know, you 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 hark back to CM Punk against against uh, you know John Cena. Those were some great fucking matches. Um, you always knew what you were in store for. Um,
2: uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Austin. Yeah, Hart. yeah,
3: yeah. Austin, Bret Hart's another good one because they. I love their Survivor Series 96 match. Yeah. I, I loved that match. Um, so the WrestleMania rematch was, was good. It was uh, great, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, in recent memory, I would have to go with Nick Aldis and... And, uh, you know, Cody, I think. I think that's, that's you know, recent memory, and that's four years ago, you know, at this point.
2: Yeah. So, because, you know, it had that big fight feel to it, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it reminds you of an old boxing match. Or, how you, it would be. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Shane was saying Warrior Savage, SummerSlam 92. Uh, how about... Yeah, she's with the world title on the line. The WrestleMania 7 match was awesome. Uh, what about, um, what do you call it? Mr. Perfect and, uh, what's his face? Um, Bret Hart? Bret Hart, yeah.
3: At King of the Ring. Yeah. But that wasn't, like, built as a rematch.
2: But, I mean. It just
3: happened to be a rematch in a tournament.
2: You're right. It wasn't built as a rematch. But it's like. It was a rematch. Yeah.
3: When you, when you talk about, like, rematches, like, going into, you know, Music City Showdown. That was booked as the rematch. Correct. It was. It. This is the rematch that we all got to see. And if I, you know, I wish if I had more time, I, I would have went back to watch the first one in February. You know, yeah. the first yeah. one in '89 in February. Yeah. And it's funny to hear Ric Flair's take on it. He goes, "Ah, I've had I, I've had hundreds." He has though. He's like, "I've they, had a hundred He's been wrestling matches. Steamboat
2: since the '70s. He's like,
3: "I've had a hundred better matches with Steamboat." Yeah, I, I he loved, did I though. I love that idea. But in
2: it. the book too, it. I, when I first, I read the book in when the when that first Flair book came out, like early two thousands, like two thousand three, yeah, so, yeah, right. I read that. I was at work. I remember reading. I was just reading on the ambulance every day, and I'm like, man, I can you imagine if they had footage of some of these matches. Yeah. Of him and of him and in, in Steamboat from Mid Atlantic or NWA, Crockett whatever, but yeah. So guys, when was uh, Austin Rock? Yeah, yeah. Austin Rock was. Bu- yeah, you know, I forgot about that. That's. I'm, I'm trying
3: to think of ones that were booked. Cena was. Rock. Cena. I was. I was. I was not a fan of it. But it
2: the, I mean, I wasn't. But the build up was. You know, the they, build up was. They good. had to wait a whole fucking year. They, they should have built it up better, but they didn't. Yeah. Um. All right, listen, let's take a quick break. We talked a lot tonight because we yeah. haven't had really had a nice chance to sit down and talk like we usually do. Um. But we have a really great throwback for you tonight. Uh, Absolutely. We, so uh, we'll take a quick break. We're going to plug our friends, and then we'll come back, and we'll wrap the show up with the very fucking kick-ass throwback tonight. Terminal Throwbacks, thank you for the chat room tonight. Thank you for Facebook and uh, on Rant DM and everything. Uh, I'm Phil. This is Jay. And... Uh, What Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMradio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us.
1: Join the Mark Order Podcast.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we We'll find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out. Head over to shiningwizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
2: listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us.
0: And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s, where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us.
2: WLWstudios.com, home of The Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody.
0: Also available on all major podcast platforms via The Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury.
1: What's up? This is Mark here, the World's Strongest Man, and I'm looking for my son, Rage. And you're watching Turnbuckles and Throwbacks with Jay and that son of a bitch, Choppy.
2: Throwbacks with Live in the Rant. Facebook tonight, the fucking camera works. It's Phil, it's Jay. Oh, yeah. It's chat room, and the computer decides to free. I cleaned this computer, like, rid- like you know, internally, like, ridiculous. Yes, cuz, we know you have a podcast, as he shamelessly plugs his fucking podcast in the chat room. Gotta do it. Yeah. um uh That's his, that's his theme song when he, war- when he walks into the bedroom. I'm gonna ask Megan that, because I don't, I don't think that's the truth. <laughs> I think I think you're fucking fronting. Alright. Alright there, Nature Cuz.
3: Mine's uh simply ravishing.
2: Simply ravishing.
3: Ow! Anybody seen Richie!
2: This my <laughs> mine's a clown song. So any- <laughs> mine's doink. Alright. Alright. Are we ready? I'm are we ready. are we ready for the throwback of the week? I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Um come on computer. There you go. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, big copper pump. Music shitty. Music's shitty. Music shitty.
3: Music city showdown.
2: That's right. Um, May the 7th, 1989. From Nashville, Tennessee. Is a... What do you call that? They call that place? Music City. Music City? Okay. Music City. It is Wrestle War 89. Wrestle War 89. A little backstory, though. Vince was charging an exorbitant amount of money for WrestleMania five at this point, right? Um and they went to Ted Turner and asked him if the wrestling company can do a pay-per-view. This is like... WCW was still in its infancy at this point. The, the sale didn't really p- p- technically go through until 91, but yeah. they were in cahoots with them. If um, they were doing for a lower price for the same date, if Turner agreed, NWB starts making plans for wrestle war on the same day, hence the name, yeah. I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. McMahon lowered his price for five, and then it turned out the actual cable companies um, ended their fucking bullshit. So... Clash of the Champions gets plugged into the date, for, yeah. So and Wrestle War is scheduled for a month later because Vince wasn't, you know, doing the right thing. Which so. is
3: which is a smart move on WCW if you really think about it, because you know not everybody's going to pay for they're not going to pay for the pay per view. I mean, granted, it's WrestleMania. Um, at this point, it's the the name is selling uh, Hogan against Macho, uh, but. You know, not everybody's gonna pay for it, so you might as well throw it's it's the essentially what WrestleMania weekend is these days. You know what I mean? Correct. It's almost like the same the same kind of effect, which is kinda kinda good to think about.
2: All right. May seventh, nineteen eighty nine, Jim Ross, Bob Cottle on the stick, Nashville, Tennessee, the Oak Ridge Boys <laughs> doing the national anthem. Now, I'm pretty sure we've done this throwback, but like uh-huh. it's I want it through fresh eyes because I don't think I did it with you and Chops. No. So I want you guys to, to to witness. And this whole rematch thing got me fucking going. Last week I was in my in while I was sitting there where you guys were going back and forth to the to the gimmick floor. Yeah. I was fucking like getting giddy. I was watching it on the fucking on on the cock on the computer. Your cock. Yeah, on the cack. Um, and I was really excited for uh like this this the concept of, of the rematch, man. Cause just when Ricky Steamboat won the championship, it was a big fucking deal, man. Big deal. Because you know this was the you know Ricky Steamboat was one of the most prolific baby faces of 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 of, of all time. You know, so all right, your opening match: Doug Gilbert, younger brother of Eddie Gilbert, aka the Dark Patriot, aka mm-hmm. insane fucking wrestler, um, taking on. The Great Muta. Great Muta. It was supposed to be JYD. Yeah. Um, but JYD would rather be unemployed and do a job than do the Great Muta. <laughs> <laughs> d- legitimately, he refused the job of the Great Muta. I Muda. believe it.
3: Um, JYD was nowhere near who JYD was in the early 80s. Uh, he's just coming off the WWF run where, you know, he was, he was fairly popular. I would say in WWF. He was nowhere near... What he was in in mid south.
2: I'm going to regret this. Because I'm not using my glasses right now, but I'm comfortable.
3: Go ahead. There you go. He wasn't what a, he was in mid south, but he was, but he was a star. He was a solid number two, number three in WWF in popularity. Why is that? Jyd.
2: Jyd. Jyd was two. Yeah. I mean, if Snooker didn't kill his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, if if a if a, rank, if a ranking murderer, is, but what not?
3: But um. You know, but yeah, to come out and 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 say that you're not going to job to Great Muda, uh, you know. Granted, you know, should should of uh, should Jyd be there in that position? Probably not. But you're also not the star who you used to be. So
2: go figure. Yeah, um, you know. So Gilbert does the job. It's it sets up Muda for a probably run.
3: a better match. With, with, with,
2: with Doug Gilbert.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, Doug Gilbert can work. <laughs> Jyd
2: know? not so much. Um, so uh, what is was the chat room saying over here? Hold on, Shaylin's like, let's see, let's see, Jyd was a, uh, Jyd. He didn't know a show to pay per view because he didn't want a job to rate Muda. Meh. but Thank, um, Shaylin likes my shirt. Thank you. Actually, Jay bought me this for Christmas. We uh, so I'm but, sorry. But the uh, the next match it was just bizarre well, to me. Well, Lance Russell, Lance Russell is backstage with Nature Boy Ric Flair, yes, and I yes. actually and I actually opened up the the tonight's show with the promo, um, so that's good. So your next match, yes, go ahead, Jay.
3: Of all people, Lance Russell too. I I, I remember like seeing it and going, oh, he was there. Yeah, Lance Russell was the man, dude. Um, but yeah, the next match, Ranger Ross against Butch Reed. Where this is another one that this was bizarre booking for me because. Butch Reed after this goes on to 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 be with Doom, which is excellent. Um but you know, Ranger Ross was like a he was a, a particular blip in uh wrestling history. No
2: no Yeah, nothing significant. The yeah. problem and you know my 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 love and admiration for Hacksaw Butch Reed. The problem the only problem Butch Reed ever had was he never stayed anywhere. Yeah. He could have been a multi-time world champion. He was talented. He could talk. He had a fucking body of an Adonis. And he was African-American, which was fucking huge back then because there weren't many African-American stars, which was tragic. Mm-hmm. But he could have marketed that before Ron Simmons did. Taking nothing away from Ron Simmons, because Ron Simmons was the fucking man. But Butch Reed was a f- phenomenal talent, by the way. Oh, yeah. You know? So he makes <clears throat> short work of... Um, of Ranger Ross. Ranger Ross. Who, <laughs> and
3: like I said... Where Ranger Ross, he's coming in with this, and he's a heel in this in this match. Where it's like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it was nothing. I, I'm glad after this Butch Reed went on to Doom, um, because that w- that was a better fit, I would say, for 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 Butch Reed, and gave him something to to kind of really shine a little bit. Because same thing, like he he's in the second match here, and you know didn't really, you know, do much until Doom happened at least. We go back to backstage
2: with Lance Swisher with Total Package, Lex Luger.
3: Pain, painful, painful. Yeah, problem.
2: Lance asks Lex to express his anger by drawing lines with his finger as he <laughs> talks. And Lex draws four lines in the air, and so yep. he must be pretty angry. It would be like this. Yes, thank you, he, Jay. Like, like he's leveling out something. And, and Jay does it for the camera. I love it. Thank you for the visual. Yep. Thank you, uh, Big Copper. All right, um, your next match, Jay? Uh, Captain Redneck. Dick against, Murdoch against uh, Cowboy Bob
3: Orton, who we've seen at the. He looked great too, by the way. Yeah, couldn't understand a goddamn word he said, but he he, he looked great. Who um, cool. Bob did? Bob, yeah. But uh,
2: I love Dick Murdoch. You mean this Bob Orton?
1: This is Bob Orton, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks.
2: Thank you. Sorry, he sounded pretty good there, actually.
3: He did in person. He did not sound good. No, okay, but Carry uh, on. but you know, this this match uh,
2: did not last long. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No. Um. Normally with the bull rope matches, I thought you had to touch all four corners of the, of the mat of the of the posts. That's yeah. what I thought you had to do. Gary Hart managing Bob Orton was perfect. I just wish Bob Orton would have stayed.
3: Yeah, I, you know, and and like I said, I mean, I, I don't want to say that they're both past their prime. Uh, Dick Murdoch definitely was, but Bob yeah.
2: Orton could still get it done. Gary Hart not having a good night though. No, God, no, not oh, here. Oh no, not not this whole night at all.
3: But, uh, yeah, this was kind of, once again, just a throwaway match. Uh, you know, when you look at it, the the card, you know, under a microscope, clearly there's only one shining match <laughs> in, in this whole thing. A lot of filler.
2: Uh, this was one of them. Yeah. We go backstage. Michael P.S. Hayes is ready for his U.S. title match with the total package. Luxuga, This is one of my favorite turns of all time, and I yes. mentioned that. We had a list of our favorite turns. This is one of my favorites, Michael Hayes turning on Lex Luger. They had a good little run. I just wish it would have lasted a little longer, but Michael Hayes should have won the U.S. title, but I digress. Yes, I agree. I digress. Michael Hayes is one of those guys who reinvented himself over and over again, kept that Freebird gimmick, but should, was a was a pretty decent singles wrestler. Wasn't very technical or dynamic, but he can work. He can work. And he got the crowd over, and he should have been a champion singles champion, but I digress. What's your next match, buddy? Dynamic dudes against the Samoan SWAT team. Yeah, they're such in a big hurry to put the fucking SST over. They throw the dudes at them. Yeah, <laughs> with poorly dangerously, by the way.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Well Who else? Who else would you have to manage here? But the your. Oh, no, I head of council. I he? would. I wouldn't have any other way. The <laughs> head of council, and uh, this match is pretty good. Yeah. I thought. I thought. I thought this was pretty good, and uh, you know, it's your, it's your basic NWA tag match. You know. Samoans, unfortunately are the, the heels pretty much in every angle that they're ever in. But uh I thought this was pretty good. I just it's just the dynamic that just unbelievably hokey. It's just it's just cheese on top of cheese on top of cheese and I don't know. Lonaidas <clears throat> great stuff in Japan. Great stuff. People power.
2: Um Johnny Ace drop kicks off top rope on Ch- on so Shane can do the three with the with the so Shane cleans house with the drop kicks, but he gets clothesline with with a little extra mustard on that one. Splash from off the top rope by Fatu nearly ends it, but Johnny Ace makes the save. Fatu goes for the slam, Johnny Ace drop kicks him off the ropes, which which makes Shane cover him up. Uh, so,
3: yeah, you know, and like I said, I mean they would they were obviously Shane Douglas and 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 Laurinaitis good wrestlers in their own right especially Shane at this time. He was Shane, so young too. Shane at this time was excellent. Um Johnny Ace is just he, he t- I hate to say it, he's just a fucking charisma vacuum.
2: Yeah, but his fucking mullet was on point <laughs> Not, though. Oh god, one of the best mullets ever. I he mean might, next to Bobby Eaton. Who had the best mullet? Like that's the, we had we had a, actually I had to pull the episode up. We we ranked mullets but Mullet off. It, but they, they he's up there though. He's got to be up he's there. He's up there. Right?
3: He's absolutely up there. There's All no right.
2: doubt. Lance Russell welcomes Luthez, Pat O'Connor, and Terry Funk. There'll be a panel of judges sitting at ringside, and everybody explains the criteria they'll be using if the match goes to a draw, meaning the Flair Steamboat match. Yeah, that's how significant the rematch was. That they brought in three former NWA heavyweight champions, uh, old time champions, to to uh, for this. Okay. What's What's funny is you you look
3: at it, you know, obviously maybe using a little hindsight, but you look at it and you see. You see Luthez, who is a, a legend upon legend. Uh, Pat O'Connor, who I didn't really know much about, apparently from New Zealand, I had no idea. Uh, and you see that, and then you see Terry Funk, and you just go, one of these is not like the other. And Terry Funk is a legend at this point, at you know 1989. Yeah. But like you just go, there's a lot more gas in his tank than the other guys. So, like you know, if if you're if you're forward looking, you're going something's going to happen with this, but you know, they, they were telling a good story with that, which I, I, I really did kind of respect. Um, you know, they were they were talking about. It. They were really trying to win over the fact of that. It's, if it ever come down to a decision, there's going to be. A, so you knew the match was going to go long. First and foremost, I had to though. Yeah, you knew the match was going to go Story long. storyline purposes mm-hmm. alone. You had to. Ric Flair doesn't get doesn't get warmed up to about 20 minutes into a
2: match. Oh, <laughs> right. He does the bro ways, but he waits 20 minutes to get himself to get his uh, to get his cardio up. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, your next match, Jay? Oh, Luger against Michael Hayes.
3: For the US title. I, I and I, I cannot agree more. I really I really wanted to see
2: I don't know, I really wanted to see Hayes win. Um with Hero Matsuda, by the way. Yes. Which I any m any any, I think he I think he, he, he trained Luger. He trained Luger. So that that's makes it interesting.
3: But um I I tell you one thing, Hayes Hayes got a good match at a Luger, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. Hayes, um, Hayes
2: got a good match at a Luger. At one point, they're both gassed out, though. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Terry Gordy comes to ringside wearing a pink polo shirt. Yes. And I'm not going to tell him he can't. So 1989, so 1990s. I won't tell Terry. I would never tell Terry Gordy anything different because in real life he would have.
3: It's such a shame, though, what what happened to, to Gordy. You yeah. know, and, and, and the years to follow because, ah, oh, God, he was such a fucking. I mean, he natural. was a
2: champion, but it was in Japan. He was he was he was, he was old Japan a champion. Natural. He was so great, he was at, so good for his size too. So they um, Hayes and Luga collide on a shoulder block. Gordy reaches in, shoves his partner forward, lands on top of Luga for the win. So Hayes gets a marvelously hypocritical victory after weeks of telling people he didn't need the other freebirds. Yeah. <laughs> so he did win the U.S. title. Um, but it was very, 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 uh, lackluster, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know, wasn't very long. Yes. Richie, we played your fucking sound already, man. <laughs> he's like, what's up guys. What's we dude, we know you're there, brother. We love you. We've already played your sound, man. T- pay attention. Um, the uh, this next match, I
3: just, I just fucking like, you know, stings, sting's your guy. We know he's the future. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't conjure up a better opponent for
2: Sting. Well, Lance Russell's in the back of oh, Sting. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. No disrespect to to Tony Schiavone who left, but the NWA had the most stacked announcing crew.
3: Yes, at this moment. Yeah. Oh my
2: God, Bob Cottle, Jim Ross, Lance Russell, Gordon Soley, and sprinkle Jim Cornette in nah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Courtney killing it. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Jay.
3: Your next match. Uh, Sting against Iron Sheik, and this is just a fucking shoehorn. Just give Sting any kind of fucking heel we can conjure up, and, you know, and he threw him in. Iron Sheik was just, you know, he would go, Iron Sheik would go on to wrestle for 15 more years after this, bro. I need my glasses for this, so. uh want.
2: No, I can't see, the the soundboard I can't see from a distance, because I'm fucking blind now, but I want to play uh this one.
0: Fucking bullshit!
2: sorry, Sheiky baby. I love
0: you. Man. I respect you, Jin an Intelligent Jew businessman.
3: I you know, but Jesus, you were in nineteen eighty nine you were you were past your prime because it, it just you know Sting could do anything. He can come out and, and probably kill a puppy on fucking TV and the crowd would still love him.
2: Yeah, but you know what Sheik was doing on 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 free TV when he came back? He came he came in 89 he was swinging the fucking clubs. he was swinging the
3: club still yeah I listen, I'm not
2: saying he was in nah, he A, was trying he just, was trying to like you know, they were trying to put him over like you know, but he was, like was his last run. yeah you know?
3: he he but like i said, just to me you had you had other you know heels probably in that company that you know you can get something out of, but to me, I don't know man, you know but listen, the sting machine had to go forward, so you know sting got it he got the spots in,
2: you know stinger splash stinger splash, my favorite title.
3: Yeah, the TV title. You know, and like I said, it, it, it told the story for the future. For why is
2: Rip Morgan in this title in, in Sheik's Corner? That's weird.
3: Yeah, it's, it doesn't even make sense. That's what I mean. They just got to get people out. They're dusting them off at this point,
2: you know? All right. Well, here we are. The
3: next match is why we're all here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah why we're all here. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Phil, last week when we were at the convention, told me, he goes, ah you know, it's uh, it's the... Twenty? What did you say? Thirty? What is it? Thirty years? 30, eight, nine, 99, 89, 32, uh, 33 years. 30, yeah, yeah. Thirty three years to the day. I was like, ah. Oh. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna watch it when I get home. I was like, That's Richie, a great were idea. you still
2: in New York at that point? When did you leave for Florida? Like ninety or ninety one. I know you were still here for this. Anyway, they. Uh,
3: yeah, I, and I, I watched this match, and God, you know, it, it, it does still. I remember reading about it years ago and going like you know and then seeking it out and then i remember it was one of the first things i really watched on the network when when the network came out i literally just seeked it out and i had to watch it and like i said it it, it probably doesn't get much better than than this match i think out of the three, i was going to ask you out of the three what's the what's what's your favorite
2: I think shytown Rumble was my favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say, but this is a very close. This might be my favorite rematch in wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, hands down. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. It's it's because it's of, hard. It's
3: because of the storyline. Because of the booking. The booking was right. You know, you gotta you gotta do it, and they booked it as such. They booked it as the big rematch, and and it was such, and and they came to the ring with a fucking, you know, horse. You know, he's he's. Carrying his son in on the horse. Look at
2: Flair with the 40 whos, though, you know. Oh, like, come listen, on, bro.
3: Flair in Flair style. And, you know, almost kind of pulling, you know, I, I mean, pulling a double turn, essentially, for Ric Flair. It, you know, wins the match and, you know, all of a sudden has, uh, you know, the the stuff at the end with, with Funk we'll get to. But just the, the, the pacing of this match. I mean, this is something you, you – you, any wrestling fan, every wrestling fan, I should say, has to go see, because, especially if you if you if you're trying to be if you you're trying to be a, 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 a wrestler as well, watch this and take notes. How the crowd is just you know sucked right in to every move, every arm drag, every chop. Um, you know, we talk about Ricky Morton selling, but Ricky Steamboat selling those chops just it looked like they were gunshots going off at some point, but then even, even Steamboat chopping him back, like, just giving it to him as well, and just, everything about this match, uh, is, is good to me, if you, you know, so, you watch that, and especially, I mean, how long did it, it was about 45, was it 45 minutes?
2: 40, almost an hour,
3: yeah, yeah, 45 minutes, you know, there was, there, there was a lot, a lot of action going back and forth, and, and to me, you know, they kept checking. I love the fact that they kept checking in on the judges, and like, you know, you could see Terry Funk just sitting there, kind of dazing out. And all of a sudden, I guess the camera guy would be like, "Yo, we got it on you," and he would act like he's writing. <laughs> you know, it was a little hokey uh, in that sense, but uh, you know, but they would they were telling a good story with that. And and to see, you know, Luthes. I, I I haven't really watched too many
2: of his matches. There's not many fucking... <laughs> yeah. There's not many of them uh, advertised, though. You know, not many of them, uh, you know, like, on TV. <laughs> you know, it's like at that kind of party. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, it's just... It's it's basically... Hold it's, on. It's yeah.
3: arguably the, you know, the Mona Lisa of wrestling. Like, it's just two two artists in there. Just, and... Especially at this point where... You know, we we all know it's it's put together. Most of the matches are put together in the back now, but like these guys, you know, they probably had the opening spot worked out, and then you know the end, and then they just filled in the middle. It's and it's 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 art. It's when it's done right, it's art. And
2: there's probably no no two no better guys than than Steamboat and Flair. Steamboat was one of the most prolific baby faces in wrestling who never turned heel. Correct, and we've mentioned that several times in the podcast. But yes, you're right. Yeah, Sam.
3: he, you know, and like I said, it'd be odd to see him in a in a heel, uh, heel manner. And but what's kind of good about this match is that, you know, Flair is perceived as the heel. He was though. He was yeah, but it then but then at the end of the match, you know. He he does kind of a you know kind of a complete turn because of what Terry Funk did, and like I said, there's 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 not a bad word to be said about this match. Well, just chops. I mean, and and let alone all the fucking
2: chops and the floor. The the floor segments were, was like ridiculous. Um, but the ending is what you know. Flair becomes the sixth six or seven time heavyweight champion of the world, um, and. Him and Steamboat have a, a, a long pass, like we mentioned before. Yeah. So there's a re- mutual respect there, which is amazing. Flair always put him over in the promos, even when he was, like, talking shit to him, Like, you're, you're, you're my best opponent, da-da-da. But this is, for me, for everybody, no one knew this was going to happen. This was one of the best fucking finishes ever on a pay-per-view. This was like, wow. Yeah,
3: and, it, and then especially... And that's, and that's what I love, loved about it, too, is that the end of it was just they literally it, it had such good pacing. They had, they had a nice, great start, kick it up, slow it down, just a, just a roller coaster ride. And then at the end, just the, the, the consistent, you know, back and forth, just, ah,
2: it's oh. just so good. Well, let's take you to the end of the match, then, huh, shall we?
0: Chef, mm-hmm. congratulations.
2: Thank you very much
1: not in character for rick flair but rick steamboat is the greatest champion and i'm proud to be here for a sixth time oh, hey. Sorry.
0: hey rick i want to be the first to congratulate you on being the new world's champion
1: terry thank you very much we do appreciate the judges being here
0: hey rick hey, i rick. also want to say that if it would have gone 60 minutes that i would have liked to have uh, I would have voted for Rick Flair because I think that you're the greatest wrestler in the world today. Very nice. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Terry. You know, champ, it went past 35, 40 minutes. It was nip and tuck both. You know, I would I would also like to go ahead. And I'd also like to go ahead and, and be the first one to challenge Rick Flair to that new championship. Well,
1: Terry, uh, I'm honored that you'd like to get in the picture, but as the wrestling fans know, you've been an actor, you've been in Hollywood, Sylvester Stallone, while I've been being the world champion. And we got a top 10, we got a top 10 that the world champion is obligated to wrestle. And that's why we are number one.
0: Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Are, you, are you really saying that uh, I'm not a contender?
1: know what I'm saying, Terry, is that you you are a great wrestler, but right now you're rubbing shoulders with Sylvester Stallone and not the no, world champion.
0: No, 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 no. I was just asking, do you think it uh, you're I'm not good concerned. enough. You're saying that I'm not good enough, aren't you, Rick? I'm not saying that at all, Terry. Yes
1: me to look you in the eye and tell you that i got a problem with wrestling a guy that's been out in hollywood for five years it's the bottom line but i'm looking at the top 10 and you're not in the top 10 no rick 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 let me conclude this by saying thank you i'm honored everybody win lose, or draw rick flair
0: rick please please let me just say one more thing i was i was just kidding you about going ahead and 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 wanting to challenge you. I didn't want to really challenge you. I was just kidding you. So, Ed Gummit, let's go ahead. That was beef, yeah. Thanks, Joe. Hey! Love it. is totally uncalled for he's taking him outside the rail Terry Funk is a man enraged hammering Flair on the outside out there in the front row of ringside Flair in his moment of glory winning the championship for the sixth time I cannot believe what we're witnessing here I cannot believe what we're witnessing right?
2: Here we go. He just slammed me face first into the, the table that the judges were using. Yeah. Flair has just wrestled almost 40 minutes. He's
0: fatigued, and look at Funk slapped him in the face. This was Flair's moment. Oh my God! Look.
2: He's not going to pound drive him on the table. No. Yes, he is. So it's, that's and then there it was no gimmick table,
3: <clears throat> iconic moment too because
2: yeah it put flair out yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And, and, and like I said you know to me y- you look at it you just go ah all right well this is what they were doing and any smart any smart fan would have been like okay but they they did a really good job telling the story of funk into in, you know. Kind of like interrupting and 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 being pushy and like you could see it a little bit and and it's it was it was done very well. Yeah. In my opinion, it
2: was done very very well. Puts Flair out of the, Flair stays out of wrestling for a little while. hmm Plays up the whole fucking injury broken neck thing. They go to his house. It was crazy, but there's more matches, dude. Yeah, they should have closed the show. This I don't know why this didn't. Maybe it should
3: it. Have, I mean what what closed
2: the show is just is just mind boggling. Uh, the next match is for the World Tag Team Title. Uh, the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda, and Doctor Death, Steve Williams, yeah. with Kevin Sullivan against the Roe Warriors. Major upset here, huh? Yeah, big time. Um,
3: and like I said, especially seeing you know, oh, what is it was it was a young Danny Spivey as well.
2: Yeah. So there are the animal ducks a charge. Rotunda flies out to the floor. Uh, doomsday device, and Williams is literally fucking visibly wincing. <laughs> if you look at him closely, takes the bump to finish it. But Spivey and Sullivan head in to the ring and attack. Uh, Nikita Koloff gets involved. The two on the floor. Nikita is the referee. Uh, Nikita Koloff refuses to call for the bell, but unfortunately, outside interference. Referee, yeah, knocked. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know for the DQ, to DQ, incredibly match, but uh, really fucking insane, insane uh, brawl, though, you know.
3: Yeah, but like I said, it's just wrong place on the card. It, yeah. it, sh- it should not have been here. And excuse me, especially for the last match. I mean, the last match kind of got more or less shitted on.
2: Yeah, and then right after that, the Dan Spive and Kevin Sullivan go for the U.S. Tag Titles. It's
3: still out there. Yeah, like, they're they're like still it's still out there. You know, like they had to go back into the you know into the back like, oh, what are you guys doing? You're supposed to be in. <laughs> in there wrestling. was supposed to be
2: a hair versus hair thing here, but. It was announced earlier that the board of directors declared that the guys should wrestle on their own time. Yeah. Um, So, I guess, I don't know what the hell, how that happened, but it was Dan Spivey and Kevin Sullivan against uh, Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner for the, uh where they were champions, with Missy Hyatt, Wait, by the Missy way. Missy Hyatt? Yeah, a, well, a, a good-looking Missy Hyatt. Oh, yeah. Fucking. That's when she was really good-looking. Not in a melted candle. And Jay still can't.
3: I still can't believe that she was a civil dude. I played that back on
2: <laughs> Civil War. Did you, did you re- listen I
3: to last week's show yet? I haven't. Li- I listened. I listened to the clip of uh, Paul Roma. I was. I fast forwarded to that part. Oh,
2: you did? Okay. Yeah. All right. But you gotta listen to your Paul. I can't believe she does that for funsies. I'm like, I'm telling you. I'm, t- I'm telling you. For some reason, that
3: intrigues me. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that's amazing.
2: Yep. All right. So, uh, what do you call? It? So at this point, yeah. So, uh, was it who? Who wins this match? I forget. Um, no, what uh, do we call it? Spivey and uh, doesn't Spivey and Sullivan win the titles here?
3: Yeah, they went. I uh, reckon. Uh, but uh, Gilbert to fall on top. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, lands on top for the uh. clothes clotheslines and everything. And Gilbert gets on top for the win. Yeah. No, no, they did. They, they no, but, they they won. Uh, they won.
3: Eddie Gilbert and Rick Stein. They won. Yeah. Yeah, but like like I said, like that. How do you how do you end? Like arguably the gr- one of the greatest matches we we'll ever see at, to this point, 1989. And then you end, <clears throat> you end that you don't. That's that doesn't close the show. It's just it's, you know, WCW sometimes getting in their own way essentially.
2: Yeah, and like I said, like I mentioned today on the video I put on Facebook, they're still in transition. They're still almost two years away from full transition. Yeah. So they're still doing their shit. They didn't put on quality. Pay per views. It was the quantity that was in it, you know, the fucking matches, uh. Uh-huh. But they weren't booked properly, you know. I don't know what the problem was there, but what are you gonna do, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. That's true. So, okay,
2: all right. Um, yeah, Rich, I didn't mean to bust your balls. I haven't, he hasn't spoken anything, but I just, you know, you came into the chat room plugging your fucking uh, the gimmick. So I want you just might as well plug your show. I was gonna he wants me to come on the show, but by the time I get home from work, I'm gonna have to call in while I'm, they do it on Thursday nights. Ooh, yeah. But by the time they they start and finish, that's my whole commute home. Yeah. So I told them I would jump on with some notice. So yeah, you should put your uh, information on the, on the page so everybody can. I guess if there's a place to download it or whatever. Listen. Mm-hmm. But um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Really, that's pretty much the pay per view. But I mean, the the meat and potatoes of it was obviously Steamboat and Flair. Um, so I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. But it was fun, you know. I I I like just going back to that and having fresh eyes on it with you.
3: What a match! Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I like I said, it was the greatest rematch for me as a fan ever, um, and I was really happy to to see it again. and And last, I watched it last week at at the at the convention. I watched it, <laughs> fucking this morning, this afternoon. I love the match. Such, such a great match, and
3: and like I said, it's funny. The to- finish is so good. Oh, it's just, like I said, it, just the idea, and it's just true how, you know, it's the difference between wrestling from now to from back then because you you could just see the emotion and, you know, the crowd, the crowd getting into it, feeling it, and, and, and then the wrestlers feel, feeding off that and vice versa, you know, just taking them for a ride where, like, <clears throat> you know, and this is where, you know, Cornette and, and these Old time is ha- have the right idea of like it it's that's what it lacks it lacks that substance and this this pretty much sums it up in, in this match is, is just this is the the litmus test this is the epitome of calling it in the ring and I mean there wasn't uh, redone spots there wasn't redone like you didn't see two suplexes you didn't see you know what I mean? You didn't see multiple spots. You know, arm drags are one thing, and wrist locks and chin locks. Yes, that's that's part of wrestling, but you're not seeing the same high spots. You're not seeing 17 super kicks. You're not seeing, you know, two superplexes off the top rope. You know, if it, if they, when there was one, there was only one. You know what I mean? Like it, everything had a spot in the match, and it's just it's just done to perfection, in in my opinion. Probably, <clears throat> I mean, if I really had to think about it. It's it's my first you know, right now it'd be like that's the greatest match I've ever seen and then i I'd watch something tomorrow and be like, Oh, that's the greatest match I've ever <laughs> seen.
2: But it's, it's definitely on my top ten, maybe top oh, five. five down. It's gotta be on everybody's. It's gotta be on everybody's. So anything else, partner, before we head out of no, here? No, that's it. All right, let's get out of here, man. Yeah. Let's do this. Um Thank you guys. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. I have to fucking get put my glasses on when I do this. Anyway Alright, you know the social media handles, ProWrestlingTees.com, slash number throwbacks. Go buy a shirt. Um, that's pretty much it. I have nothing else to say. I think, I've, I think I've exercised all of my wrestling talk tonight. I believe so, yeah. Jay, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thank you very much. Huh? Augie, thank you for not being a scooch. Yeah, look at that. And um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. My cousin, Rob, Shaylin. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, and we appreciate you on a Friday night. Um, And we'll see you next week, hopefully. Same bad time and same bad channel. Absolutely. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. And goodnight, Rob, you handsome fuck.